They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm your host, Dirty and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is my brother, Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? The shit's on. Well, it's like eight, eight or nine stories in the last like 48 hours. It's fucking on. Yeah, it's I've, gonna be it's gonna be rant time. Well, it's it's gonna be great. I just want to say uh, it, it is Sarge's birthday, so happy birthday, Sarge! Uh, well, that we wrapped EA in a bow you for can you. All, you can all guess the number, and I don't, and then I don't mean the age. You can all guess the number. Uh, you can all guess the number. So on today's episode, we have uh, let's see, let me let me scroll up here. We don't know if we're going to get to all these sh these new stories, but these are the top stories that we've picked, and we let's see if we can get to them. Uh, we're going to be talking about Battlefield 2042. We're going to be talking about WoW. We're going to be talking about uh, journalists, uh, talking about how uh, they want easy modes uh, into the game, you know, um, so they can review the games easier. Um, there's some delays happening. EA is not going to be announcing certain things. Grand Theft Auto is announcing other things. Uh, Steam came out with a new portable system. Uh, we have the gaming industry uh, doing a, a, a thing that me and Sarge said about Game Pass because we were confused how Game Pass was paying their their devs. Well, now Stadia is doing that, so we'll talk about that. Uh, Netflix might be getting into the gaming market. Uh, we're going to be talking about PlayStation. We're going to be talking about uh, FIFA. We're going to be talking uh, more delays. Tencent. We're going to be talking about Tencent. Uh, and I think... That is it. We're going more into Battlefield. There's some news about Battlefield. Uh, I think that's it. Oh, and Amazon uh, with its shitty policies for game developers uh, to get in. So that's all today. So we have lots of, lots of stuff to talk about. We might not get to all those stories. But uh, if we do, make sure you uh, hit that like button or the dislike button. I see you. I know who you are. Okay, you just you hit that dislike button. I appreciate the hate hate watching. I, I do appreciate that. Uh, we're here live every single Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we do about 48 shows. Uh, we miss about four shows a year. Uh, so if you like what you see here, make sure you hit that sub button. Uh, if you want to go above and beyond that, you can be a member over here on YouTube, or you can go over to our Twitch channel and also become a, a subscriber over there. I uh, appreciate it very much. And uh, let's get to it. So one of the, I, I don't know if we want to start off light. Let's start off light. We'll start off. We'll start off light. Um, so let's let's see where I want to want to start off here. Um, we have Battlefield. We got the the World of Warcraft is a big one. So we're, we're, we'll keep that one. We've got. Uh, let's start with this one. Okay. So the the gaming insiders, gaming insiders, spooked by pay for engagement plans okay now we've been talking about this for a couple weeks now as far as um well months now maybe even a year now we always wanted to know until last year when phil said you know different plans for different people 
on Game Pass. Now, this has nothing to do with Game Pass, but this might have something to do big in the industry coming down the line. So we were always like, how how do they get paid? Do they get paid by you know engagement? Do they get paid by how many people play them or or try it out or or whatnot? So Google announcement of its plan to pay some game developers based on how much their games are played are steer are stirred concerns among industry insiders about the downside of game subscription uh, economies. Okay, why does it matter? It says the concern. Uh, in concern, the engagement-based payment is they incentivize developers to make games that are artificially longer or pre that pressure their players to keep coming back. Sound familiar? I mean, you look at those, those numbers like Destiny, right? You have to come back, right? Even the game I'm playing right now, Future Revolution, like check-in daily, ESO has that check-in daily type stuff. Yeah, it's worse right? It's worse than a girlfriend or a wife, bro. Yeah. You got to check in every day. Yeah. So Your phone's got to be on. You better answer the phone on the third ring. <laughs> right. Otherwise, yeah. where otherwise, are you? Right. What are you doing? Did you check in? Did you walk the dog? Did you take out the trash? Did, like, I need that in my social life. I don't need that in my gaming right. life. Right. It, it, technology nowadays is all about bickering lady lady robots telling you what to do, right? In your car, yeah. the direction, the, the lady on the direction thing tells you, turn now, right? And, you, and then you beep, 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 beep keep your eyes on the road and then you're like holy christ right and now now you're you have to check in you have, you got to check in constantly uh well if you don't if you don't check in you can't raise up your stamina one point you'll yeah, have to wait right. till tomorrow no, not one point it's like 0.001% of that point oh, right out of here those worries are all on the rise as players developers and publishers reckon with the impact of increasingly popular subscription services from Xbox Apple PlayStation and Google which provide gamers access to scores of gamers of flat monthly fees now how does this work Google's approach will give developers those games are accepted into a Stadia Pro subscription, a cut from a pool of 70% of the revenue generated by Pro. Now, the cut will be based on player engagement for a given game. Stadia isn't logging total hours. It's instead rewarding daily check-ins. If a player plays a game or two days, that, that's two, two moments of engagement. Some gaming subscription services offer a mix of upfront payments, for putting the game on service, followed by engagement-based revenue, uh, but not Google rep declines of specific whether upfront payments are part of this. Stadia complimented the uh, uh, said the news is with announcement of the unusual genero generosity split to new games signs to Stadia for a first three million in revenue. Now, what are they saying? Uh, Jonathan uh, Torson, a, a talent scout for uh, acclaimed fr uh, indie-friendly publisher Raw Fury, told. Uh, Ixos, uh, the engagement-based payments incentive of creation of games that press players to log in every day to put uh, every walking waking hour into a game, he said. Now, while there's usually upfront paychecks, which is great, the people curating these platforms clearly send a, a signal that they are more into the types of uh, retention-heavy projects, which then can turn likely leads to projects becoming bloated with unnecessary padding content just to keep you in there. Some games can uh, derive engagement simply by by being, uh, being fun enough to play every day, he noted. And subscription games uh, plans do seem to encourage people to try games by otherwise wouldn't have if they bought it. And by the impact of the paying engagement worries, uh, what worries him is that others fret that the fate of more self-contained projects. Now, this model wouldn't make sense for establish the value, he said. Um, Hammers and Bones, uh, I don't know these, this game. Uh, irreversible the amount of time spent reading or watching them, the amount of times he rereads, rewatches it. So he should, uh, should it be for gamers? He says. 
So the bottom line, the industry's business model has affected how the developers get paid and how the kind of games get made. Now, if we look at this, Sarge, who just announced that they're they're taking their whole game and going online live service, right? Who who just announced that they were going to do this? Ubisoft with the Assassin's Creed, right? They want the engagement. They want that type of stuff. Now, I don't remember. Does does Ubisoft have a deal with Stadia? Don't they have Ubisoft Plus or something when you get uh, Stadia Plus? Isn't it included? I could have sworn that I remember I something. Answer. I, I have to look anything, it up. Or chat, maybe you guys Stadia, know. Anything Stadia-related, I'd have to get a lawyer to help me talk about it because I don't talk about anything Stadia. Yeah, it's just, no, Ubisoft uh, has a deal with Amazon Luna. Is that what it is? Who someone had a deal with with Stadia? I thought maybe I'm maybe I'm mixing it up with uh, with, with Amazon. Either way, these things are all all these game companies are are making the padding more right. They want you to engage, come back. Uh, so, what do you, what do you make of this, Sarge? What do you make of this uh, bloating your games to to get paid and they get seventy percent right? They get seventy percent of uh, of the stuff. First first of all. The, the way the corporations, and that's what I'm calling them now, they're not game companies anymore, they're corporations. The way the corporations are trying to change the vocabulary in gaming life to, in order to suit their needs, in order to, so for them to talk to their investors right. instead of talking to the gamers, is starting to get on my fucking nerves, okay? No gamer is sitting around and go, hey, bro, did you engage with that game last night? Did you engage... With uh, uh, <laughs> Avengers, did engaged. you like the engagement? Yeah. Did you like the engagement? We don't fucking talk that way. Okay, that's number one. Number two is there is here. Here's how I look at it: the gaming companies and corporations themselves are going to turn this into a gaming crash, and I'll explain why. You can only have so many hours in a week that you are going to engage with a game. Okay, regardless of how puffed and bloated your game is, I only have so many hours. So either they're strictly looking for the 20 percenters or they're trying to bait as many people to come in and at least log in those couple times a week to have their numbers of engagement right. per week. Okay, but as far as a all-encompassing well done game that you engage with and then you stop engaging why because you finished it or it's done or nobody else is playing it they're in their mindset they're constantly trying to bloat their game in order to put in the hey you got to come back in order to get this don't you want this hey you got to come back and you got constant and that's for all games now it's for all games it's not just for some games it's all games you can't maintain that you cannot maintain population levels that they want to maintain trying to get everybody to engage with their game every week, all the time, right? They're going for their specific numbers, their specific demographic, and they want those people to engage, engage. with their game multiple times a week, right? They're all hunting for their own personal whale farm, or sorry, whale pod, if we're going to be correct about this. They're all looking for their own whale pod. And, and as soon as each company finds their own whale pod, 
Everyone will just start marketing to their specific demographics on a weekly basis. Your email account or your mobile device or your PC will get advertisements for the game that you are most engaged with. And those are the advertisements you're going to see because they want to keep retention of those engaged players. Do you see how fucking stupid this sounds? Okay. What is going to end up happening is you are going to bloat your game so badly. And at some point, God willing... I'm, I'm hoping the millennials and the new gens can figure it out on their own because wisdom is different than intelligence. I'm hoping just from by sheer average game time that these people have played, that they will realize that they are just being led back into a room for their next dollar, as opposed to saying, hey, guys, I know you like first-person shooter games. Look at this kick-ass first, first-person shooter game we've made for you. That's not, that's not how they're talking. They're talking about bloating a game, repeat, repeat each day, got to come in in order for the engagement numbers to be correct. What if I don't like your game? It's all bribes and getting me to come back in. It's not because your game is quality. It's not because your game is fun to play. If all you're going to boil it down to is, well, if I check in three times a week, I'm guaranteed the XP boost I need in order to save the four hours it would normally take me to level up in your crappy ass game. Right. So thank God that I thank God I lock in and engage four times a week. So I get my XP bonuses in order for me to level my guy properly for the week. Like that's that's not how you play a game. We have to get the soundbite. Of uh, it's not how you play a game. Let's get the soundbite of Star Trek. Engage, right? And 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 we have it's, to get it's, that. It's 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 nauseating. So I I, nauseating. I I just want to say I was correct. Ubisoft did team up with Stadia, right? Ubisoft Plus and Stadia are 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 together. Now I don't know if it's the paid. I I don't know if you pay for Stadia Pro or 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 whatnot, but I'm pretty sure because uh, when I go to Stadia Pro here. Um, you you get bonuses of whatnot, and you get discounts uh, for Stadia Pro discounts for Ubisoft. Now I don't know if it's part of the deal, or whatever, but I knew Ubisoft did something with Stadia, and now the deal that's happening right now with Ubisoft, where they're turning all their games into a live live service uh, system, makes a lot more sense now, especially now coming on the heels of, of this makes story. sense on paper. But do you want to exist? In in Assassin's Creed world, like you're existing in in with Grand Theft Auto's world, uh, the answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no. What what? So basically, what they're gonna do? Here's my here's my premonition. Ready? I've <laughs> uh, been alive too long. Know the bullshit when it's coming. Here it comes. Okay, so the the social room. For Assassin's Creed Online World is going to be like the actual original story. It's going to be you as a player in this world, and they're going to put you in a tank, and you everyone sits like in a room and they discuss about the games they're going to play, and then your players and actually walk into one of those tanks, and they're going to put the put you inside the tank, and you're going to go into whatever whatever Assassin's Creed world for that week you're going to play. Am I playing medieval? Am I playing Egyptian? Am I playing Japanese? Am I playing Russian or right. Scandinavian? Right. And you're going to be in a social room and like, oh, what are you going to play today? Let's hop into the tank and go to go to England this week. And your guys would actually sit in a tank, and then you're right. going to they're going to right. They're going to make it feel like you're actually going into the game as a person into the game. That's what they're going to go for. Right. Watch. Right. Watch. Yeah. Watch. 
it's uh yeah it, it, it'll be interesting to uh to see when that when that comes out so yeah that's the uh that's the first story there that's the that's what they're doing there so that was uh submitted by uh terror master terror master uh, i'm gonna start doing that now i'm gonna tell you who uh who submitted the story Smash. for us it's fine valhalla's good yeah it's a good game but imagine a world where every time you click on their their aoc world I got to pick where I got to go this time. Which what, time? I, like, I, I have a like, question, qu though. It's like quantum. It's like quantum leap. I have, I have a question. I, mean? I have a question though. Why? Why do people? And I'm not picking on Viking right now. But why do people get their balls in a bunch? When you, when you, if I say a, a game is shitty and you think it's fun, why you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't say it was shitty. Whoa, whoa. I, I didn't no, say it was no, shitty. I know that. I know I that. Said, but people what get, am I gonna do people inside of a get world so, of Assassin's Creed? People get so uh, uh, aggravated or invested because they spent sixty bucks in a three billion dollar game right like they well, spent well let's let's reverse it if aoc is so amazing assassin's creed is just so amazing don't you think rockstar would have made this thing where you can be on top of buildings and then jump off them and land and, and cut someone in the back of the neck like an assassination attempt like you're hunting some guy inside the game well, they, like, they wouldn't, do that that be, well, wouldn't that be cool well they, they don't have that be cool they don't have the they don't have the assassin's creed uh sneaky factor in, in grand theft auto but well, I, I don't need i don't need every little animation of that i can jump off a building and have little, like a little wing parachute and then i drop behind somebody and i knife Maybe. him in the back of the head i'll be honest i that, can do that that might be in the game already sarge i haven't played grand theft auto in such a long time exactly dmac Exactly, Dmac. It, 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 it doesn't matter what game we're talking about. No, we're actually talking. We were talking about. Um, we were talking about Stadia uh, and how their plans were, and then we were we, we branched off into Ubisoft because Ubisoft has a deal with them, and we were just we were talking about because they were getting paid based on engagement, uh, engagement, not because you bought their game anymore, and they and now they're they're bloating their games up, so you spend more time in their game, so then they can get more attention you know uh engagement with their with their games now so that's what that's the topic the, we were talking about the short the short of it the short of it is is bloating games in order to try to get people to engage for a specific reason to get like a bonus or a, a bonus or whatever over time is going to show that the game itself is weak and a weak game counts as a crappy game and so you can't only have so many crappy games in one little area before people go, well, all these games are the same because they all want me to get on. It's like it's like trying to get on at Clash of Clans for your extra money or, or any of those mobile right. games where you log on for your extra gems for the day. It's the same thing, right? Got to log in. I'm, I'm, I'm 14 day streak. You, I'm telling you. It hurts me every time right. I, I, I go to ESO and I, right. I, I and can if, never get that I last one. It, I miss one day. I'm like, and oh, it, right. and it gotta, bothers I, me, I, right? Yeah. Doesn't yeah. it bother you? Yeah, it does. Right? And I and I looked at it what it is, and all it really is, Mike, is is the points for the PvP stuff, which we don't play. Which we don't play. But it still bothers you. Right. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I missed a day. I'm like, I just Fuck lost it. I just yeah. lost five thousand. Yeah. Five thousand of something I don't give a shit about, but it was five thousand. Well, well, right I'm now mad. right right now I'm, I'm playing I'm playing Marvel Future Revolution and on day uh twenty eight, I get a five star piece of gear, right? So I'm like, think think about this. This this is how sick it is, because I'm I'm not I'm not as bad as other people. Right. But I asked my wife, I was like, are we going anywhere this weekend? Like, I just need to be able to log in at a time. Right. No, you know what? You're and, freaking me out. I gotta, I gotta log and, in. And, <laughs> and, me out. and it's not on the phone. I only have that game on my PC right now. Right. So I, I have to make sure that I don't miss it because to get my five star piece of gear, the one piece of gear that I need, 
Okay. You're, you're freaking me out. I like invested 28 days. If I miss one day, I fucking goes it goes bye bye, and I have to wait till next month to get 28 days straight. You know what I mean? Oh, it's 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 terrible. The sad part about uh, CD Projekt 2077 or Cyberpunk 2077 is on the path to be the top selling game for this month. It already was. We have a story about that Viking on PlayStation. On PlayStation, it was the number one selling game. The number one selling game. And what does that say? Was there, let me ask you a question, bro. Was there a lot of games that came out this past month? Like, was there like a big list of games well, that came out to this be past honest, month? Sarge? No, I'm playing a mobile game. Well, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> of course, of course, it was the number one selling game. What else is there? Yeah, but the, the, a matter of fact, they just they just moved the box over. It was the greatest selling in May. And then we just slide it over. It's the yeah. greatest game. Yeah, but the, the fact the fact that a game was broke when it launched, and six months later, everyone's like, "Oh, it's got to be good now, right? It's got it's got to be good now." Meanwhile, they look at Anthem like Anthem's still broke. No Man's Sky is still broke. Fallout's still broke. still broke. Six months not, later, Cyberpunk's they're like, they're like uh, six months. They, they they have a patch. All right, it's good. All right, I'm gonna get it. All right, it's it's it's, it's weird. This better not be close to the 24 hour mark. I'm gonna get upset here. You're you're fine. You're fine. I thought that the last time I logged in at this time. I already missed it, so it doesn't matter to me. All right, so the next story I want to talk about, next story I want to talk about is the article. I don't want to talk about the article's title, okay? This is from Kotaku. It's about, it, it's, it's, the God article is written by, Kotaku, uh, is written by John Walker, right? John Walker, not, not the, uh. Not to be confused with the scotch. That's right, right. And it's also not the, uh, it's not, uh. Uh, and not the America. guy who died, not not the guy who died in a car accident based on his yeah. Fast and Furious movies. So not that John Walker either. So so basically, this this guy wrote an article about how they need to put a skip boss fight in video games. Okay, so he he says before. No. Oh, no. Oh, Sarge missed it. Sarge no, missed it. No, that's bullshit. It's not 24 hours. Oh, Sarge missed it. That's such a crock of shit, bro. You got to wait another month now, Sarge. You got to wait another month. Uh, so before the weekend, Microsoft Xbox Twitter account sent a surprisingly room. important tweet. It says, quote, beating the game on the lowest difficulty is still beating the game. Right? And this is, this is what I want to uh, base this conversation on. Right? So Double Fine, which is, has a game coming out, okay, Psychonauts 2. It's going to have an invincibility toggle on, meaning you can never die. It's, a, it's basically Game Shark in the game and that you, your guy can't die, right? Now, I get it. Now, what they really should, I think personally, what they should label this, okay? What they should really label this is a journalist, journalist setting, okay? Like reviewer setting. That's what they should put it on. Reviewer setting where you get to go through the game. Uh, on baby, not with, try. With, right, you can literally, basically, like Marvel Future Revolution. Right now, I play autoplay for most of the stuff. Right, that's what they want. They want something that can't hurt them, so they can just go through, so they can just write their article and give you the blah blah blah. Right, and Mike, the conversation I want to have, Sarge, is how can you be your game reviewer? This is one I don't write reviews for games, okay? Because I put way too much time into a game to 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 be a game reviewer. To be a game reviewer, I would it would be two weeks late. Like I still haven't even got to level 100 in the game I'm playing right now, so I wouldn't be able to write a review because I still haven't beaten the game. You see what I'm saying? Like it's two weeks into the into the thing. So 
for game for game uh, but, but reviewers. That's why... But journalists. that's why journalists used to get the games two weeks early. No, so I by get the that. time the game comes out, but even then they, they would can't, be done with it. But even then they can't even finish it and they don't give the right review. Like for instance, the guy who couldn't solve Cuphead, not solve it, he couldn't get past the tutorial. It took him 26 minutes to try to jump over a fucking pillar in the tutorial. Okay. Well, let's look, let, 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 just basic, just basic stuff. If you're going to be a game journalist, Okay, I'm, and I don't want to sound pompous here, but this I can, I'll I'll I will I will put in other jobs in order to compare. But if you're a game journalist, you actually have two jobs. Right, you have right? to be a good you're writer. A journalist, right? You have to be you're a, writer, a journalist. Right? You have to have, you have to be able to write well and express your ideas and opinions, and you have to be able to play video games. Right, right. That's what it is. That's the job. The job is you're a gamer who's a journalist. Right, or a journalist who's a gamer. You can't be the guy who has no thumbs and wants to be a gaming journalist right. and then says, I need yeah, you to make the game way. easier for me because I'm not a good gamer, but I want to be a gaming journalist. Well, I'm sorry. You're only half as good as you need to be in order to have this position, right? Well, isn't that it's, what this difficulty... Is not office, it, this is not Office Depot. Isn't you don't get the easy levels, button. Yeah, but isn't that what difficulty levels are for? There's an yeah, easy. But we're not talking um, about easy. No, we're not talking that. about levels. But there's easy, medium, and hard. Okay, but these guys want where they don't get any. They, they can't die. There's nothing. They just want to just be able to go through it. At this point, and I'm asking Chad, and I'm asking you, what's the point of having a game where you have invincibility? You buy a game for sixty bucks. I understand you want to be entertained, right? Obviously, you're not going to buy Dark Souls if you want to beat it on easy mode because there is no easy mode in it. Okay, but why would you want to skip boss fights? Why would you want to skip certain content in the game just so you can beat the game? That's like buying a book and just reading the last page. You see what I'm saying? And then writing a review of the book, right? I wonder if I wonder if book reviewers do that. They buy a book, they read the opening and the end page, and then they write a review on it. I wonder if the people that actually read the book can go, wait a minute, that, that review's terrible because th this person didn't actually read the book, okay? If you're a game journalist... Just like Sarge said, you have to be able to play the game and write. Okay, that's that's part. That's and part. That's, that's your of job. The job. Right, that's your job. Now, if you can't beat the game, then maybe you should get someone that can beat the game and watch them play it. That way, you can also write a review of the game. Because if yes, if but the you game, don't have to beat it. No, I understand that. You don't but have to beat do you, it. Do you remember? Uh, I forget what what game it was. Maybe check and fill me in. Uh, remember, there was a, a girl who made a review of a game. But she didn't partake in like two thirds of the game in the crafting system uh, and something else. She's like, "Yeah, I didn't." It's I didn't review. I'm like, "That's not a, not a review. If you didn't partake in it, then you can't give it." Does, rem does anybody remember the name of that that review that she did? I forget what game it was. Right? She she didn't partake in it. She's like, "Yeah, I didn't. I didn't." And I'm like, "Well, then how are you giving a review of the game if you didn't partake in two thirds of the game?" And that's that's my issue with this, right? I understand big business wants them to to play, and sometimes they get the job like, "Hey, Sarge, you got to play uh, Barbie's Dream House," and you're like, "Oh man, I don't really want to play that game. It's not my cup of tea." And they're like, "It doesn't matter, bro. You got to pay it. You got to play it and give us a review of it." They put people that don't play certain games. Oh, was it Cyber? It was Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. Yeah, Thank yeah. you, Sean. It was she. She a game reviewer played Cyberpunk, got to the points, and she's like, "Oh, I didn't partake in any of that." It's like, how the are you giving a review of a game if you didn't partake in two thirds of the game? But but the point still stands. You don't need to finish the game completely. However, in order to give a review of a video game, 
you need to partake in the video what the game. game has. In the video game. Right? I'm sorry. The the order is fucked up now. The order is fucked up. Let's 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 rewind three years. It's not that long. Things are moving quick now, guys. Right? Last year it was Armageddon. This year, right? It's it's barely Armageddon. If if a game if a game is broken, understandably you can't review it. But the original order of things was the game is done three months before it's released. They're not hammering and sawing stuff together and putting duct tape on it six weeks before release. And if they are, it's a red flag already. It's a red flag, okay? Games went to journalists ahead of the release date in order for them to play the game. That way, on release day, they can review the game, and then it helps sales. But now, they're not allowed to have it. Right. Because they didn't kiss enough ass or they didn't do whatever they had to do to come to get the review copy now. So we don't trust them anymore. So they get, they get the game when everybody else gets the game. So now you have to wait until if you care about the game, you have to wait almost two weeks after the release date before you get an official review for a game that you may want to play. Right. Right, and now you have to get the game at the same time as the reviewer. I, I, I because I, a lot of I, I know a lot of people don't want to wait. If I just it's something feel, they're looking forward to, they just go out and get it. I just feel though, if a, if a person's reviewing a game, you can't play it on easy and then write a review and give the full aspect of of the game when someone else is going to be playing it on normal and difficulty. It's called it's called half-assing. And I also don't agree with if a game company comes out with their game like Cuphead or like uh, Dark Souls where they don't put an actual easy mode on there because of accessibility, okay? And that's the way they want their game. That's the way the game should be. I don't believe they should put an easy mode. If the developer decided not to put an easy mode in the game, then the writer or the game or whoever's playing goes, oh, man, I, uh, you should put an easy mode. No, like, you have to get good. This is what their, their challenge was to make a game that was challenging. And they want to see how many people are interested in the game and how many people can beat their game. And when you play a game, I understand people are supposed to have fun and, and, and whatnot, but challenging yourself to something, anything, it's like 10 push-ups. Can I do 10 push-ups, right? No, I'm going to do five push-ups and tell the fucking trainer to go fuck off because I'm out. No, I'm not doing 10 push-ups. I'm going to do five push-ups because that's all I can. No, you need drive to try to push yourself to the, to get something. Mario, when you were going through the, the first board and you couldn't That's be, all repetition. Right? That's all, all, that's all repetition. it is. That's all it is repetition most games are repetition right that's that but see that's a different repetition see that's this is why vocabulary is very important when you discuss about certain things old school gaming repetition is that you kept failing at it until you found the right way to get through it that's repetition the new repetition is i'm doing the same shit over and over again to get a cookie and sometimes it's a cookie I like, and sometimes it's a cookie I don't like. But I still have to accept the cookie. Right. Right. That's a different repetition. Right. It's a different. It's a whole different level. I, I understand what they're trying to do. Okay. But at the same time, if you're going to be a game journalist, again, you have to be good at games. Right. Or you have to have your nerd friend who's good at games. Yeah. And you buy him a pizza and a monster energy <laughs> drink. And you invite him over yes. and you watch him play the game yeah. and just listen to him rant yeah. about the game and then write the fucking story. <laughs> but you can't you can't ask for easy mode because your life is too hard and based on the profession that you chose, you're not good at, but you still want to be good at it. Yeah.
Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying that uh, these are all journalists because there are journalists that play games, right? Like I respect skill up when he reviews a game because he plays the game. He tells you how many hours he's played the game. Right. And he gives you his opinion and reviews the game. Right. I mean, wouldn't that be a great position? Oh, shit. It's one of these fucking uh, uh, severely uh, no no bell curve. Uh, instant death games. Yeah, Timmy. We gotta call. We gotta call. We gotta call Roy. Yeah, Roy knows how to play these games. Yeah, Roy. Like you call Roy up. Roy's at home getting high because this, this is what he does for a living. I play <laughs> games all day and I wait for journalists to call me up and say, "Roy, I got one of them games I can't play, bro. I'll be right over. Have my two fifty ready." What is it? What kind of game is it? And he bangs out a game. Yeah, what's the, what's and he bangs out a game in twelve hours, and then they can write a report on it because Roy went through the game yeah. like like a hot knife through butter. Right. You don't. You don't get. You don't get show, you know, you don't get some kid who just fell off a bus and like I like baloney well, that, and put a controller well, in his hand. That's another and problem. Go, well, Timmy, Timmy didn't like the game because Timmy thought the game was too hard. Well, that's another problem though. They they put people on certain games that don't even know that genre. They don't play uh, a JRPG. And they throw someone on there. What, what games did you play before? I played Farmville before this. Oh yeah, you're you're a good person to review this JRPG. It's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. Um. This game was fun, but it had way too much dialogue. And, you know, it's like, oh, for God's sakes. You know what I mean? Like, uh, they have to get the right people for the right job. I don't know. So that that's that. That's the, that's the story for that. For that. Uh, next one. Uh, this one. This one's going to take a, bit, a little bit to read through. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this. This is, um, this is World of Warcraft, right? So right now, there's this guy named Grub, Grums. Okay, Grums uh, is a Chrono Trigger is best game. Yes, he made. Uh, I made Blizzard games. Yes, I still make games. Team lead for Original WoW, producer on StarCraft, Diablo 2, and more. So this guy worked at Blizzard. I don't know if he still works at Blizzard. Okay, probably not. Probably not after after this. Well, he's he's talking, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. So, not. Probably not. Okay, so he talks about this whole thing. Like we talked about Asthma Gold. Right. Moving over from World of Warcraft over to, to Final Fantasy. And there's a mass exodus like happening right now. Okay? Is there, though? Is that proven? Yes. Yes. Or the is numbers... this a headline? This is a headline you read no. because someone someone's trying to get back. At no, 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 no. There, there's a lot of people leaving. There's a 400 percent increase in, in Final Fantasy alone. Well, they're not new players. They're not new players just going, oh, what is this, Final Fantasy? And they're just coming out of nowhere. They're coming from other MMOs, whatever MMO that is, right? So not that World of Warcraft, by all means, is not like, oh, man, good run. Like, it's been out for 16 fucking years, 17 years, right? So so supposedly this is a Blizzard leak about the current state of WoW, okay? And he has this little uh, blurb from Reddit, okay? Now... This is him commenting on it. He says, how did we get here? A couple things happened in AAA development that led up to this point. The biggest thing in this is, is the money. Once AAA games got bigger and they all and then all media, you start to attract a lot of executives who are in the, the immense profits versus the love of making games. This changes the starts at the top and then made it worse by the game companies going public. This starts to flow down the middle management who are, are starting to make a serious cash. This is why the company changes. Instead of going to the games they would love to play, they start identifying with game, uh, as, gamer, as gamers themselves, and this is now the sense of others. We made this game. They pay for that. Uh, pay for them. 
OG Blizzard culture used to be we are we are gamers right down to the, rece the receptionist. And now we do the games ourselves because we are the games. That is gone now. The devs at, at many AAA studios are distinctly, uh, dis distinctly U.S. versus them, or us versus them, sorry, not U.S., us versus them and the whiny entitled gamers. This, is, this was not helped by the increase of personal attacks on devs and gamers themselves, gamers and passionate and unfortunate that sometimes this moves beyond criticizing the game to personal attacks and some really unsavory threatening behaviors, which we all don't condone that. You know, if someone tells you to go eat shit and die or, die or whatever, that's uncalled for. Let's get back to the money. Once the games were uh, uh, obvious money makers and everyone started to play them and the cool rep, you started to attract different types of developers. The first wave did it for free uh made very little money very little success and just made it for dreams uh dreams happen but once the games are viewed and as stable a myth and more glamour career choice with good pay you started to attract the types of professionals who were very good at their job but definitely wanted to call uh the nine to nine to fivers they treat is not a, pa uh, a passion but a routine job again this wasn't helped by the upper management who by now fully flooded the nba and marketing types and also treat devs poorly and binge hire and fire them to the projects to project treat them like tools uh hard to have passion when both the management and angry gamers don't have your back right so you're a dev you're making the game you have upper management shitting on you and then you have the gamers that when you release something shit on you at the exact same time and you're stuck in the middle because you're just you're you're you're, you're trying to do what they're trying to make you to do yes but listen to the original statement you had in the beginning of the in the beginning of the paragraph he stated that once the gamers made a game and they moved up the chain and they, now they have credibility for making a better game, it wasn't about the game anymore. It was about trying to rehash the same thing to make more money on the same IP, okay? And so the reason why there's a lash out from gamers against devs is because we're calling them out as shills. Because we know you're not passionate about the game anymore. We know you're just well, doing it for the cash. Right, but that's what he's saying. That's why the, the hatred comes out. No, but that's, that's why that Blizzard got all the hatred about. He's saying that the the guys that get hired because management fires and hires people, the people I mean, that are passionate, you're just a number. Yeah, but yes. the, the people that are passionate about the game are not being able to be passionate about the game because upper management won't let them be. And then the gamers shit on the devs. They don't shit on upper management, right? They're shitting on the. So he says then Zenya. Well, that's because the devs. That's because the devs keep putting stuff in Twitter. Right, and right, they keep talking right. when they should just be quiet. He says, then Zenya blew up on Facebook and metrics becoming important, along with predatory monetization when mobile exploded and everything became free but with pay to win. A sheer scale of gaming profits uh, leapt in order to magnitudes of twofold, uh, two forwards, billions to millions, or, or I'm sorry, billions, not millions. Suddenly, making games for game's sake was not what was not the goal. Now, games in, uh, needed to collect metrics, retain users, and way to success yes. was judges was more about how much money per user could you uh, could make yes. versus having a great game. The focus moved from gameplay to monetization metrics, and when you design for monetization metrics, you get very different types of games than you design for gameplay. The two are often uh, at odds, and you find yourself deliberately making your game worse so it can sell better. And convenience items and power items. What a surprise! Right? Color me shocked. And then, let's name some games. And then he posted. He posted. Steve Jobs Avengers. was right. He says Steve Jobs was right when you when you let the when you let this type of why drive your company and you make monetization the only goal. You kill the innovation of your company and your drive out of the investors and makers. Right. Yes. So, so this is. But all. it's a slow. But it's a slow turn. They're not realizing it until they're already five or six years into the cycle, and so you don't get to you don't you don't get to see the full 
impact of what happens when when the company turns in that manner. After, like, okay, for instance, like, CD Projekt Red knows about it right now, right? They know about it right now. But do they really care? That, that's different. Does CD Projekt Red really care? They saw what happened. The outlash was there. But the people who want entertainment don't care. Right. And so they will buy a substandard product for full price and not give a shit because that's how bored they are. They need the entertainment now. And so paying full price for a broken game is completely okay with them. And because of that, right. that sends a message that as long as I That's dump okay. in enough hype yep. and I dump in enough promotions, I can get the I can get my population to buy a broken game yep. and still make money. Bungie. That's and that's the Ubisoft, precedent. That's EA. the precedent. And that's the yep. problem. That is Marvel. the problem. Yep. Yep. He goes on and says that the devs who do it for passion who are tired of being blamed by gamers or corporate decisions above them who do it out of a genuine passion while well, they leave and go on, go indie. Right. And this remains for those who are doing the job once they often hate, and then they are not innovators. The ignorance is also real. Steve talks about how to get surprised because of how the monopoly on the market. Wow. Had the monopoly on MMOs. And now they are no longer gamers, but game salespeople. And of course they're prone to distribution. Uh, or disruption. In this case, it wasn't Square or Final Fantasy by itself. It just happened to me the game was co was competing on gameplay instead of monetization because they were not monopoly. It's also an old enough old enough game where the old values of gameplay were more important. Now, what sparked the exodus of WoW started when a player base that was tired of being treated as consumers are often treated in a monopoly taken from granted poor service in terms of content, not being listened to, milk for cash and fees. They came, uh, then came the streamers. The streamers are the world's biggest force in gaming market. They can make you a success overnight with zero tra uh, trade marketing, Apex Legends, okay? Or they absolutely tear your game down. Many in traditional AAA games marketing never understood this, and many still don't to this day. When streamers were just getting started, I was told by my EA and AAA satisfy, uh, staff marketing team that it's a waste of time to do so. YouTube and Twitch, even though it costs a fraction of the ad spend. Of course, they were wrong. And they are now, uh, now uh, curry favor of spending money on Twitch and YouTubers, but they don't really understand it. They spend money on it, but they don't actually watch the streamers to understand when things are going wrong, or they don't even believe that the effect of them. So when Asmogold started dipping his toe into Alternative to WoW, uh, interviewing Final Fantasy content creators, and then finally playing it himself on stream, Blizzard was unaware of the unbelie uh, unbelieving of what was happening, and they were, they were the monopoly. Even Asmogold was taken by shock in the sheer number of viewers his Final Fantasy stream attra attracted, even uh, had underestimated the number of dissatisfied, curious, alternative WoW gamers. Well, what happens in, what happens in streaming? One, one content creator hits a golden vine of, of views. Others quickly hop on. Suddenly, you have a WoW streamer talking about Final Fantasy and starting to stream it. That uh, What's a WoW gamer to think? Okay, The rest is history. The king dethroned. Expression. Shocked on face. Right, He's got the, the Sometimes you don't even know you, you need the best product. You just need a good enough to take advantage of the company that rested too long for their brand and Monopoly to actually change to innovate and improve. This won't stop while gamers are leaving for good, but the Monopoly can't wake up and then pull expansions out and turn around as drastic as Square itself did with the A, uh, A Realm Reborn, and it can flip around again. The problem is Blizzard. You chased all your investors away. Oh, well. 
uh, leave a tip here. And he, and he, and he, and he puts the final fantasy, uh, thing. So I love hearing this. I love hearing this from him. I love hearing it from an insider, an actual insider, because we preach about this, Sarge. We preach about this stuff all the time, right? It's not going to change. You're just a metric. You're just a consumer. You're not a customer. You don't care. And if we talk about a game being bad or broke or uh, and buggy, okay, and everyone defends it. Well, I had fun. Well, I had fun, right? And you spend microtransactions and you pre-order. We're not saying that you, and if you're listening to this right now, you're not the problem. But what you're doing is cause is not helping the situation of having games that are finished and a finished product. I make a game, sell a game. Okay, and this is why he just said that passionate indie uh, uh, developers go start their own indie companies and then start again, right? And basically, if you think about it, that's the cycle. Great, they make a game just enough, and then they get bought out by the big companies that they used to work for, and then they leave again, and then they go make another indie game, and they just keeps rinse and repeat, and they just keep unicroning the the companies, and they just keep eating them up and moving along, right? Nothing will won't change. Nothing won't change if there's people. That just keep blindy, blinding, buying the games, buying the microtransactions. I do do one thing on my channel. I always do. I practice what I preach. I don't buy microtransactions. I put in five days, almost five and a half days in Marvel Future Revolution. I've bought zero microtransactions, okay? I'm playing the game and putting, going through it to see how long it goes before I hit that paywall. And I don't think there is a paywall there until your own... Your own being is that paywall. Like how long you see other people, that's why they have this, the things pop up on the screen that Rankings someone else just important. locked, just locked we just, out. We just, watched, we just watched the whole thing a couple weeks back. What does a game have to have to, in order to attract whales? Is there a ranking system? That's it. Can I buy, can I buy a skip, can I buy a skip procedure uh, cosmetic? Do I, can I get myself in a, in a competitive nature against other players doing the same thing? That's right in the wheelhouse. That's right in the wheelhouse. I'm ranked. Every time I do a battle, am I better than this guy? What do I have to buy in order to be better than this guy? I, I can grind for it, or I can't. And then you have the, then you introduce the PvP. And if you're not winning in PvP, I bet you somebody else is because somebody else is buying stuff. Right. Yeah. So WoW is, is struggling right now. I, say if you wanted to struggle. It's still, it's still high numbers. And yes, it's been around for 16 years. But again, we talk about this. Bungie doesn't have to fix their game. Because Bungie is the monopoly of that genre, right? That's correct. Right? That's they don't correct. have to fix anything. And everyone just keeps buying the stuff and keeps buying in on what they're selling. Even though that game could be a hundred times better. And they know it as well. But they don't do it because they know that the simple-minded people that are buying their game are happy with just the little bit that they're giving them. That's right? correct. And they'll, That's and they'll nickel and dime. And I can I can guarantee you. And, and let me let me. Let me I'm, I'm putting this hard, hard down. Okay, when Halo Infinite releases this year, I guarantee, guarantee that Bungie will have a fully remastered PvP release for the game in order to try to oh, take by, the thunder away from Halo yeah, Infinite. I think they're already working on that. Absolutely. It's going to be I that's going to be the first thing they talk about. A completely and totally revamped PVP. We we've revamped it. We brought back the old school. You know exactly what they're going to do because Bungie has not allowed one game that's close to what they're doing release anything without them trying to steal some thunder by releasing something at the same time. Ever since Destiny started. Yeah. 
ever since Destiny started. So the only way that they're not, they're not going to hemorrhage PvP players into Halo, the only way that they're going to stop that is if they all of a sudden magically reach down into their scrotum and pull out the new and improved PvP that we've all been waiting for. Like, <laughs> that's coming. That is coming. Right, because they didn't want to blow their load too early, right? If they released the, the, the fixed PvP early... Then they would have lost. They would have lost their, their right. There was nothing out, so like, eh, we're not really competing. People are coming for the PVE and playing for the PVP. They'll they'll go back. They'll come back to us because there's no competition. There's no competition for us, right? So I'm I'm telling you, Halo, Halo Infinite free PVP with everyone on the same level, learning maps, be, being a skill play, skill based game. I can guarantee you, Destiny numbers in PVP will suffer, unless. Santa Claus comes knocking on the door well, if, and says, "I got gifts for everybody." If Krebsy, who what's false but true? What, what, what are you commenting on that? Um, look at the numbers of of, of uh, World of Warcraft. Right, there's a 400 percent increase in in Final Fantasy right now. They're not new players. They're not new players just coming out of out of it's, out of the some world. Some of them work. might be. 400 percent, Sarge. The game itself. How how old is Final uh, Fantasy uh, right now? It's like six years old, and well, when it came it, out, it, it released, sucked. It released crappy. It released crappy. Right. No, I understand yeah. that. Was it Final Fan Final Fantasy Online? Fourteen. Well, it's Final Final Fantasy fourteen. Final Fantasy fourteen. On it's isn't it online? Is it called on? Yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen online. Okay. Okay. Release date. Okay. The release date. Came out in 2010. It's an 11-year-old game. Okay? September 30th, 2010. Okay? Now, it sucked, and then they rebooted it in 2013. Okay? So, it's been out for another eight years, seven to eight years, from their, from when they fixed their shit to make it. And now, all of a sudden, there's a mass exodus to Final Fantasy. Right? They're looking at, WoW looks at it and goes, we don't need to do anything because we're untouchable. We've been around for 16 years, 17 years. This is our you gap. Get, we have 75. You get, you get complacent. You get complacent. Right. We you made 30 million. We had 30 million people for seven years straight. We made all the money we ever could need, and we don't need any more money, and we can do whatever we want. Right. And now they're like, oh, well, you shit. Can do, you can do everything you you can do everything you always wanted to do except release Overwatch 2. Right. And release Diablo. And release and release any game that needed to come out before before now in order to prove that you guys still have what it takes, but we don't. I'm telling you right now, man. If if the Forge is if you have online free Halo PvP and you have the Forge in there, people can make their own maps, right? Destiny's Des Destiny PvP, not the game itself, just PvP is gonna take a bath. It's gonna take a bath. So. Let's go to the next story. The next story, I think this is kind of stupid, but that's why it's here. That's why we're talking about it. All right? Tencent patent. Um, Tencent patent. Oh, and that story that, that was submitted there, I, I grabbed that one uh, about World of Warcraft. But there is a World of Warcraft story that's in here, but it wasn't with the with the, the tweets and stuff. And that was submitted by... Uh, let me find it. Let me find it. Let me find it. That was... Oh, it was me. It was me. Wild Disappointment plus Twitch mass exodus to Final Fantasy. So that was me. Uh, the next one is Tencent. Okay, I'm going to talk about Tencent. Now, we know we know Tencent is uh, the largest uh, investor. This is uh, uh, submitted by Krebsy. 
Okay, Tencent patent could let people inherit their in-game items. Now, just reading that title alone, Sarge, I think this is kind of funny because I'm not even going to read the article. Just reading the title for a second. Is Do the, I have to die for an inheritance or I just stop playing games and I hand it down to my cousin or right, my son? Or right, so... Do I have to die? But the servers can close down any time. It doesn't matter if you if you turn it down. So, right? If the servers close, it doesn't matter if you... If yeah, but, but what's... But, okay, so... First of all, I'm already calling bullshit. Can you read a little bit more? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to read it. I just read the title. I just read the title. All right, so here's my question. So let, let's just use an example like an MMO, right? I've been playing an MMO for 10 years, right? Let's say I was playing WoW for 10 years. I've got full characters, got all the armor sets, right? right? Now, I don't feel like playing anymore, but my young son or my nephew likes gaming and he likes MMOs. So I'm just going to hand him the password for my game and then he gets to play it. What's this bequeathing and inheriting shit? What right. are you talking about? Well, I guess if you wanted to make a new character because you didn't want to play your dad's or mom's character, I don't know. So it they says, don't even let you. They don't even let you do that with your own character. <laughs> if you have to struggle every time you restart, yeah. you can't share stuff with your other character. It says Tencent would issue a patent, okay, on digital legacy, and the patent would allow people to pass on their digital assets to their next generation when they die. The population in the internet dweller and gaming fans is slowly aging but without any signs of slowing down. It's almost every day that the news that has some article about gaming grandmothers going viral on TikTok or gaming ga uh, grandpas setting records. So their overall age of gaming is online communities ages. Okay. So Tencent is one of the first companies to begin the process of passing digital assets onto the next generation with the patent. The patent will allow direct transfers of digital legacy accounts from a, from a descent to the beneficiary upon the death of the owner. This would include accounts of in-game items from Tencent growing number of games, now including in the stake of GTFO devs and 10 chambers. Okay. Uh, the new Tencent patent was not uh, accompanied by the plan of how to roll out these new assets inherit plans. Now the patent appeared uh, on the on the app and shows that Tencent applied for the patent number Okay, back in March of 2019, and the patent states that the new technology would supply information processing methods and related de uh, devices in the inheritance of transfers of digital assets certification. This would require users to upload their wills and name of beneficiaries for the digital items in some sort of app or perhaps in-game itself. Now, cur currently, under the U.S. law, at least, most digital assets are not considered transferable in a will, but the mostly applies in items like ebooks, Amazon accounts, digital download movies, and similar assets. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. In-game items now accounts in many video games can be technically passed down, like through Apple's beneficiary system, but there are not currently any laws in the United States covering the inherent digital property like the NFTs, gaming accounts, and any other online valuables. But considering these items can have true real-world monetary value, like 340,000 EVE online property destroyed on New Year's Eve, um, uh, given this, there are likely companies will start follow suit of Tencent new inherent uh, ideas, possibly allowing to transfer... NFTs like uh, like Charlie bite my finger and accounts like along World of Warcraft accounts to be transferable to death on the next generation. This sounds like to me, and I and again I'm being very speculative here, but Tencent looks like they just okay. So if I give everything to my son, okay, they have my information right now, right? They have my information right now because I'm in their world. Now I leave a digital will, so. My son, who loves playing video games, can inherit all my stuff. Now they automatically have all his information. You see what I'm saying? So, and I feel like this is a this is a ploy of getting other people's information just so they can get your information, so they can sell that information to something else. Well, it, just in terms of the game, right? 
if let's say the game has cosmetics in it or skins and or power up of armor and things of that nature, <laughs> and I I grind, I grind, and I get those items. Right. Right. If I'm able to pass it down to to my next of kin or whoever I want to pass it to, then you guys can't sell him anything because he already has it. We can't have that, bro. We can't have some kid wandering in here with a full character who doesn't want anything because Uncle James gave him the fucking world <laughs> of his MMO character, right? right? We can't have that. We can't sell him anything, right? Yeah, because God forbid, God forbid we have to come out with some new skins yeah, or some new stuff to sell the new kid, let's right? Let's be like, honest, though. What are we talking about? You guys are talking about digital shit like it has innate value. And you're worried about having to write a digital will for digital <laughs> product because you're afraid somebody might lose some money on it? Can, what the fuck I, is I, wrong with I, you I guys? I can guarantee you. Let's say I played World of Warcraft for like 20 years. Is anybody else having an aneurysm right, right now? Are you fucking right. kidding me let, with this shit? Let's say I'm playing World of Warcraft. Actually, longer than that. Let's say I'm playing until I'm 70. Another 30 years. It's been out for like 46 years. You have a World that's of Warcraft. That's a headline, Swifty. Yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's, a, that's a headline. Right. Let's say I'm playing World of Warcraft 46 years, right? For, <laughs> 46 years. I have a World of Warcraft account, right? I'm dang on my deathbed. I give it to my son, and my son goes, I don't want your character, right? I want to play my own game. Why would I want your character? It's already maxed out, and you have everything. Like, why, why, why would he play my character? Oh, believe me, they'll play it, bro. Anything that they don't have to work for, they're they going to take. They Trust would, me. They would sell that shit. Two sell second, it. seconds yes. flat. I didn't say he was going to use yeah. the character and play it. <laughs> I would, said he's going to take it. Sell I that said he's going to take two it. Two seconds flat. Absolutely. Right, Elite. Exactly. Yeah. How much for your Avenger account? Yeah. It, I love that heading, though, Shrifty. Future news stories. 14 year old kills dad for loot. <laughs> it's funny because it's going to be true. It's going to be true. That's exactly what's going to happen fucking ridiculous a patent for giving digital goods hello mcfly my xbox is right here he can just log in and play all the characters anyway that i yeah, have yeah but 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 they're trying but the semantics of the vocabulary gets on my nerves if it's something that i own if i purchased it with real money or money that's in the game that establishes value in the game, it becomes a tangible product. It's not a digital product. Even though it's digital, it's still tangible because it has innate world value. Right. Once that's established, if I find it to be valuable, it becomes an actual thing. So I can leave that thing to whoever the fuck I want. You can't tell me I can't leave what's mine to somebody else. Well, I, right? I, I didn't you're know. Allowed to, you're, you're allowed to bequeath whatever you want. Right. 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 So the, 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 what they're trying to say is they, they want to subdivide what it is. Well, you're leaving the hardware to your nephew, but the software under the license agreement, which you signed, says that only you right. and you alone right. can have yourself. the rights to play Go this game. Like, yourself. get the fuck <laughs> out of here, bro. They, they're trying to crawl up my ass so far that they can use my their hand as a tongue. Okay? No, bro. No. No. Fuck off. Yeah. Lock off. Ten cents worried that they're not gonna be able to sell shit to other people. That's what it is. Yeah, they want they want the information though. I think that's what they're really selling. Well, that's, that's I, all I, I can't believe that's, just the, that's the icing on the cake. That's the icing on the cake. I mean, I didn't think about that. If you own any movie digitally, you you can't leave that to anybody. They can just if you die and they find out you die, they can just wipe your account clean, right? Yeah, but if it's digital, yeah, that's what I'm but saying. If I own, but if yeah. I own the disc, yeah. I can leave you the disc. Yeah, yeah. 
the future's going to be wonderful. I could just say that. The future. No, the, the future's future, not going to be wonderful. The, it's being sarcastic, Sarge. Uh, all right. Not real, gonna be wonderful. Real, real, real quick. EA won't be announcing any Star Wars games in 2022. Uh, so I, I don't really need to read the, the article. Do we count that? Do we count that as delayed, or we just count it as STFU'd EA? <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's. I think it's just shut the fuck up. Yeah, I think right. it's just shut the yeah, fuck I up. I believe that's it, what that is. Yeah. You, yeah. you mean you're, you don't want to announce something that you're gonna delay? Cool. You don't, right. you don't want to, you don't want to tell me something that's about to be released and then delay it six times. Really cool. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad we can, I'm glad we had that talk. Yeah. So, right. I think that's what they're going to do water. I think they're going to come out with the remaster of, uh, right. of, For the new systems, order. of course, right. water. And then oh my next God, year, I can't believe you can't believe you didn't think that. <laughs> and then, and then next year they'll come out with, uh, well, they'll announce next year. They'll announce Jedi fallen order or, two. Or, now or remember, just bundle it or they'll bundle it well, or well, they'll bundle course, it. Right. Or they Jedi fallen it. order two with Jedi fallen order one. Right. That could right? be a, that's that remastered. Could be and how much is it, bro? Eight, how much is it? Well, well, old systems, old systems. No, no, it won't be old systems by then. What do you mean? No, no, we're not doing remasters. We got to charge you the money. So, what's the price? Come on, for for Jedi both? Fallen Order two, oh, Jedi Fallen Order two, it's, it's, uh, with Jedi Fallen Order one it's, remastered. It's, it's go ninety nine ninety nine. That's correct. Yeah, absolutely nine, correct. Ninety nine ninety nine. Oh, absolutely correct. No, Sean. No, Sean. You're you're thinking discount, Sean. No. We got to bring you no. over to. You're getting. You're getting. You're getting. You're getting Jedi Fallen Order one and Jedi Fallen Order two. Right. right, and they're both made for the new system. Yeah. So you're right. getting Remastered the you're getting the new one for seven. You're getting the new one for seventy, and you're getting bucks. the old one for, for thirty for an additional thirty. Right, twenty nine yeah. ninety nine. Remasters. Right. So good deal. Yeah. D Mac, yeah. come on, man. Good deal, bro. Thirty dollars yeah. for a remaster game that's yeah. only two years old. Come on, D Mac. Re remember you though. Remember what I said, Sarge. That they won't release any Star Wars games until 2022, 2023 because they have well, to they get them out. They have to get them out. Before, before anybody else makes one, right? Before, before anybody, anybody else, other, makes anyone can make another Star Wars game. It's not under under that that EA branch, right? Water. We already know that you have a sickness, man. We know you're going to pre-order a game that doesn't need to be pre-ordered. We already know, bro. I have you on a list. <laughs> I, me and me and Thirty have a list of people. We're gonna have, we have a bingo, a secret bingo yes, list on the it's, side. It's not a who uh, announces what they're going to pre-order. Yeah, and not, as soon as I get my bingo, I'm getting paid. It's not. A, it's not I'm a Christmas card list. It's it's like a Deadpool list. Yeah. I'm getting paid. Don't worry. I I picked the right people. I picked the right people. I know who's in chat. Who pre-orders? I know. Uh, Warhammer Forty Thousand Dark uh, Dark Tide has been delayed. Oh. until next year. Woo! Right, that was supposed that to come. Is a load off my that, mind, that, bro. That, I thought I thought we were gonna get a game. I I, I remember. All, I thought remember we were gonna all get those a game. games. I said they were coming out of the exact same. The four-player co-op that's coming out. They they looked at Dark Alliance and went. Oh, hold up. We can't do that. Hold up. Yeah, we, we can't do we, that. We can't release that. We, we don't want to be the next Fallout 76 slash Cyberpunk 2077, right? They should just retitle. They should retitle whatever whatever game is going to bomb next, right? Fallout 76, Cyberpunk 77. The next game has to be something 78. 78. Yeah, it's got to yeah, be 78, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, 2042 should have been 2078 is what it should have yeah, been. Yeah, 2078 would be a better number. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a great segue, Viking, because we're, we're going to... Can we talk about Battlefield? Yeah, we're going to talk, about, talk Battlefield, about Battlefield, okay. right? All right. So, um, Battlefield 2042 is going to be online only. Okay, that's one, right? Online only. Uh, Surprise. Second... Which, means that, so which means that one day the game won't work in my system. Right, right. So, here's the second thing, right? 
Battlefield News says Xbox Series X slash S and PlayStation 5 and PC players can play together. PC and console can opt out from playing together. Right? So there you go. Next gen to next gen only. We said it. I said if this game comes out, and we said it before it was even leaked. I said if this game comes out, 128, there's no way I want to play. Sorry. Sorry, old school. There's no way if I could play 128 players, I'm playing with anyone from the old system. There's no way because that ruins my experience. And I and I got the system and I'm paying $70 to pay for my Battlefield experience. Right. Well, not true. Not true, bro. We're still we're still hovering oh, yeah. about the, the whole the game pass, game thing. pass yeah. thing. But we'll hang on. We're going to hang yeah. off on that. Right. So but let's but let's but let's be honest. Let's be honest. We knew we knew it was going to be new system to new system and old system with right. old system. Why? Here, Here's the thing, though. Why? You, why? I'm gonna I'm gonna be very generous. Because gener because of the bots. Yeah. That's how we knew. Right. That's how we knew. Well, here's the here's the thing, right? I have to say, Krebsy, a lot of people will then say awful awful decision. We as gamers are never fucking happy, right? If they didn't do crossplay, everyone would be like, oh, it fucking needs crossplay. Now they put crossplay, and you're like, oh, it's not old gen to new gen. Like we're always looking for something to shit on. Okay. No, I, I only shit on the real it shit. Would, it would be it would be horrendous horrendous okay if they if they make it where it's new new gen and old gen horrendous okay when i was playing outriders okay and i was playing on the new system and someone was playing on the old system the delay that was happening was terrible terrible even when we play with sarge when we were playing eso and we traveled somewhere i'm already fighting a boss for like 20 to 30 seconds, maybe a minute. And he's like, where are you guys at? We're like, uh, we're already at the boss. You're already at the boss? Yeah, he's almost dead. What? Like, it would be horrendous, okay? Playing with your friend that's on the last gen would be opt-in. It would be forced unless you, uh, you're you looking for it. It'd be terrible experience because it would it would slow down the person they're connected to, which would then have a bad experience, okay? Well, not, not to mention, not to mention, we don't know who it's picking because they're still doing peer to peer. There's no dedicated servers. Right. There's no dedicated servers. So so the problem and I applaud them for this, right? I applaud them for this. I think it should be this. Congratulations. It's cross play for Xbox and PlayStation 4. So you get to cross play between old old gen across the board. Okay. That's cool. Fantastic. And now you get to cross play with the XS, PlayStation 5 and PC and you can opt out. Right, you can opt out if you don't want to play. I don't want to play with PC players because that that that's another fuck up right there. Right, because bots, bot aim bots. We'll go over that in a second as well. Woo, okay, aim bots, kid. Aim, aim bots galore. Okay, when it comes to first person shooters in, in the future, uh, that's happening already on the on the thing. Um, so also for Battlefield, we have Battlefield custom loadouts and specialties explained. Okay. Since Battlefield 2042 was officially unveiled, the EA Dice uh, have been giving up players more and more information about it. Uh, July 22nd, they're they're going to have a, another uh, event to talk about it. So Dice outlines and changes the latest Battlefield briefing on EA's official website, front and center in its post, are the new specializations players will be able to choose from when they jump into multiplayer. Specialization with Dice said that the inspired by the traditional Battlefield classes will be soldiers available to play as armed with unique specialists. And, and a trait looking to soldiers, an example of a specialist in a wingsuit, been uh, Battlefield 2042's debut trailer and acting specialization gear unique to the specialist. Uh, as a trait, DICE points out that one of the first uh, first 
uh, four of the Battlefield 2042 specialists unveiled in the post is a uh, specialist uh, phallic trait of combat surgeon, giving anyone playing as her the ability to revive allies faster and full health. Other specializations will have uh, squad revives available, but it will also be slower than phallic trait and unable to revive squad mates at full health. Another change will be introducing a full customization weapon loadout at first for the series. Previously, loadouts were limited to weapons and gear related to the class players and choose the beginning of the match. In Battlefield 2042, players will be able to customize their primary weapon, secondary weapon, throwables, and equipment to fit the role they wish to play. However, the dice caution... Uh, Cautioned, choosing certain gear for weapons will restrict choices in other slots, such as players who prefer using explosives or missiles being able to equip health or ammo crates. Other points of DICE spoke about regards to specialists were squad components identification in regards to squad composition of four players will make up squads and matches, and more than one specialist can be in a squad while playing Conquest or Breakthrough as identification. Now, DICE confirmed the return of blue and green highlights for teammates and squad members previously and the testing uh, positional identifiers for enemy players. Now, the change coming to Battlefield 2042 appeared to be the way for DICE to monetize or modernize, sorry, modernize a system in which they changed very little since 2002. Many other military-focused shooters like Rainbow Six, Call of Duty, and embraced similar systems, with the former still going on strong nearly six years after its release. Um, while Battlefield may not develop the esports scene like Rainbow Six has, DICE has already com uh, committed to releasing more specializations after launch and supplementing the initial group of 10. Now, whether or not the, uh, the hardcore fans of the series embrace these changes openly is another question. So there you go. So that's what some of the, the things like you want to, that's a lot. You can, you can make your specialization how you want, but if you pick certain things, you won't be able to put an ammo crate on. So otherwise you'll be sitting there just feeding yourself ammo. Uh, no, no, or, or, or whatnot. What I'm concentrating on, okay, and this is the problem when you're overhyping a game that has been three years out and we haven't seen a modern warfare in a long time, okay, like five or eight years now, right? It's like eight years, right? Because Battlefield 1, Battlefield 5, it's been a while, okay? My issue is this. I love first-person shooters. I love team-based combat. I love military sims. I always have. I'm a strategery person. Strategery. 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 All right? So I'm into it. My problem is, is when you're all gung-ho and showing me ghillie suits and flying squirrel suits and tornadoes, the first we're, thing we're I see, next. the first thing I say is gimmick. That's your gimmick. That's your hook. You want me to be, you want me to find the cool factor? Great. I'm still watching the trailer. The second part I'm going to ask the question is, regardless of what you say to me, you guys have got to have tested the balancing of the specialists you guys are talking about. There is so many questions that need to be answered before you think I'm going to pre-order a game based on 100% hype and tornadoes. Right. Right? I, I already went through this. How do the guns react? Right? What's the time to kill? Do the mods on the weapons make each gun special in its own way for its own range based on your playstyle? Do the specialists balance each other out? Are some OP? Are vehicles OP? Are vehicles even a threat? Am I looking at a tank as paper mache? Or am I scared if a tank rolls up? Like, these are all questions. It's not because I'm all giddy, naked, 
with a, with my scotch helmet on, getting ready to play Battlefield because I'm so excited. Right. And I'm going to play, I'm going to go crazy because 128 people in a map. Meanwhile, how is it balanced? How many grenades do we get? What's the grenade spam going to be like? What's the close quarter map look like as 128 players? Is it going to be two metros side by side, like two main hallways to divide up people a little bit? And it's kind of like a metro mm. because if everybody's in one kind of corridor and it's a quote unquote metro, the kill zone and the grenade spam is going to be intolerable. Right. Not to mention the fact that the fact that the bots are in the game and you're not cross play between generations of systems. I think that's a benefit for them because only so many people can be in the game. The bots won't cause so much trouble. And as more and more people buy the higher, the higher end system, you'll start to see how the games actually react because I don't believe on day one for one moment, they're going to have a game with 128 human people in it from the get go. I can guarantee you they're going to start spreading them out and putting bots in, with other players, well, so they can they can get a feel of how the game is going to be players. Played. They just not, might not all be real, is what I'm. Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely, yeah, well, absolutely. Well, that's what the beta there's, test, there's that's the, open, the beta test and stuff. That's what they'll do. That there's for. too many questions. Right, look, everyone <clears> thinks everyone, not everyone, most people think I'm negative when it comes to certain things like this. But I'll give you an example. Okay, early on in your life, you play tic tac toe with somebody, your uncle, your mother, your father. You play tic tac toe. Then once you learn tic-tac-toe, you realize you can't win tic-tac-toe, right? Then you move on to the next game, you play checkers. And then once you start playing checkers, you realize that eventually you know which moves to make because it's every other move, just like tic-tac-toe, and you know the moves to make to force the other person to go. So whoever goes first in checkers is usually the winner if you both really know how to play checkers, okay? Now, after a while, you stop playing checkers because you know how it is. And now we move on to the next game of chess. Chess, a lot more complex. Got to know all the pieces. A lot more moves. A lot more depth. A lot more strategy involved in learning what the game is. And once you're on chess, you no longer can play checkers or tic-tac-toe. Right. It's just a natural progression. It's wisdom on what you know based on what you've played in the past. Same thing with video games. I'm the old guy in the room. I have played a shit ton of games. I have played a shit ton of games. I see the repeat of certain things over and over again, and my brain does no longer responds to them because I already know what it is. <laughs> There's always new kids. They're going to see something new. It's going to be amazing to them. And I'm I'm actually jealous to feel what they are feeling at that moment right. because I miss feeling that way. So I wait for very small, narrow gauge games to finally come out that bring me the same joy that a kid who doesn't see all the shit that I've seen to feel the same way. And so once I see a game like this, I ask the tough questions. Right. Well, I got a list of about 50 questions for Battlefield. Well, here, here's the thing about the tornado, right, Sarge? All right, so early feedback of tornadoes is, this is from Tom Henderson, okay? Um, Battlefield 2042 are essentially, they're fun and cool to see for the first few times, but they become very repetitive and ruin the classic Battlefield experience and flow of the map. Now, Level Cap Gaming had a video uh, that I watched as well. I saw this, I saw this article, and then he made uh, a video based off of this, and he started showing the other... Uh, 
levolution type events that happened, right? And remember, like, when uh, the, the dam came down or the airship came in or uh, even in Battlefield 1 where the train pulled up? Like, these things were fun the first few it, times. It was fun. It is still fun. Like, the right. train pulled yeah. up in, in Battlefield no. 1 to me is still hilarious. No, I, what, what, he's saying hilarious. Is, he, what he's saying is that these things are, are fun, but then they become super OP. When you got that airship in Battlefield 3... Okay, on the on the on the download of the uh, the the new maps, the four new maps that came out, and and you got that airship, you're still too far behind. You would no no, you would just sit there and wait for the spot to open, and then get into the gunner position, and then constantly just murder everyone down on the ground. Right. It was supposed to be a comeback. It was supposed to be a right. comeback element. But it, it, it was, was super, supposed to be a comeback element. Yeah, but when people are competing and and looking at where they are on the charts, and the guy sitting in the ship, it's got 167 kills. Okay, and you, and you can't kill them because everyone has to come back in with the with rockets to coordinate to shoot them to get them out of the sky. It's it's not fun anymore, right? This per se is is a natural disaster, right? So no one's in control of it. It's not like you're gonna have a gunner while you're in the tornado shooting at people while you're driving the tornado around. Okay, still a gimmick. No, I get it. It's a gimmick, but again, they if they break the frequency down, right? Because they said. It's too, it happens too frequent, they said, at least in the early testing. Okay, and then well, like I hear, well, the, I hear the weather's bad over there. What well, I if if it doesn't happen as frequent, then is there a point to put it in the game anyway? You see what I'm saying? If you tune it down so it happens less, well, uh, I have the I have the resolution, Mike. If only you would follow my lead, and they make Battlefield 2042 into G.I. Joe, Joe. Yeah, you can have Cobra guys go and get the weather machine, just like in G.I. Joe. <laughs> And modify the weather to make the tornado just like the show. And so no one will say anything about it. They're like, it's Cobra. So we're going for the weather machine, right? Everyone remembers the weather machine episodes. Come on, guys. If there was a weather machine thing that if it it's was actually, a let's, let, let's say, good. yeah, right. Let's say there's a rush map that you have to get the pieces of the weather machine. And based on who gets the most pieces of the weather machine, then you play the conquest map of you trying to put the weather machine together and activate the tornado so you can win. Ah, like that one, huh? I'm in game design, bitches. Right? I'm tired of seeing the same shit. Hail so, Cobra. So, <laughs> so, so, what do you think about the the tornado itself? Do, you, I know you say it's a gimmick. Do it's a gimmick. It, do you think it's gonna get boring super fast? It it's gonna be cool for a little while. Listen, if let's put it this way, someone's gonna figure out how to use the flying squirrel suit catch the wind just right if if the programmers did anything correctly they have it to where you can get the squirrel suit jump off the building near the tornado and you can ride the tornado and get to some position that you could normally never get to because you've got the flying squirrel suit on and get like a good sniping spot like in the normal game world that's what it's about some crazy bullshit that happens in the game and i find a new spot to be in that you can't get to me because i broke the game because they program it that way but as far as a tactical type of thing that's it's always going to leave you in awe, everything gets boring in a game after a certain number of times, okay? I'll tell you what never got boring, though, and they changed it because they thought the game was too unfair, right? I liked it back in the days of Battlefield 3 and Battlefield Bad Company, where if you fought on the map long enough, you basically destroyed Everything oh, yeah, you the, could the hide pot, behind. The potholes and the things right, were gone. Right, you could yeah. basically destroy the entire map. 
which means that at the last the last 10 minutes of a match, if everybody picked the right heavy artillery, the last 10 minutes of the match was a grind fest because there's no cover. Everyone had to try to figure out how to live and get those last couple points yeah, yeah. before you could win or lose. Yeah. They felt bad about that. People complained. And now you only have partial destruction. So you always have something to hide behind while someone's dropping a nuke on you because the wall's going to help you when you're getting the nuke dropped on you. It, it It's supposed to be for the fun of it, right? I like a changing map, right? You don't have cover, but there's a lot of holes in the ground. You can hide in the holes. Like it, it was a, it was an evolution of the map, right? I like the fact that the dam broke and the water came out, and now you only had two choke points as opposed to being able to cross wherever you wanted. Because if you were in the lead and you were able to get the bridge to break, you had a, you had a, a flag lead because the other team had to cross over that bridge to get that middle flag, and otherwise they wouldn't be able to win. Right, right. That's how it was. It was almost like a mini spawn camp, but it wasn't official like it was for Metro. When you got spawn camped in Metro, it was over. Over. However, however, if there was one sneaky dude on your team, right, on the mic, and he goes, I'm back there, bro. I'm taking it over right now. Yep. And then your entire team Spawns. all of a sudden yep. would spawn in the back end of the game and go ham on their team was magnificent. Yeah. Even though it sucked to be spawn camped, the battlefield moment of someone being able to get behind the lines and all of a sudden an entire team spawned in the back lines was amazing, right? Yeah. Some people cried about it. They cried or left the server because they weren't having you, the bro. kind of fun. Fuck they you, weren't bro. having the kind of fun that they wanted to have in their limited amount of time that they're playing the game. Understandable. Understandable. You only have so much time well, to play. I wanna I wanna bring this up because this is a video that I want to show you. Um this is about first person shooter. Okay. So <clears throat> this is this is labeled uh it's an eight minute long video. Uh it's it's first person shooter games are about to die. Okay, that's what that's what these that's what the title. Okay. So I'm gonna bring this up. We're we're gonna article about a new machine learning hack and how they work on any console, any platform, undetectable, powered by AI. There's videos of it working, going viral on Twitter. I'll, Every I'll gaming news company channel has an article on it. And this immediately had all of my attention. <sighs> It's bad. So everyone kind of gets that these hacks are a big deal, but I'm not sure the magnitude of what these hacks entail the same is really, being, him, Sarge, is really understood anything, or what it means for the FPS genre as a whole. In just the few days that it's taken me to edit this video, Activision has scrubbed the internet of these files. That in itself testifies to the threat this technology has on the industry. More on this at the end of the video. I wanted to get my hands on the files themselves to see if I could go through and find out if what I thought was happening was happening. And I found out through some connections I sourced the files at the time of recording this video, based on what I can see, where it's originating from, there's only about 500 people utilizing these right now. But if there's anything we know about the internet, it's about to spread like wildfire. It is the internet combined with undetectable hacks that work on any console and any game. I mean, if you thought FPS games were dry right now, Bruh, uh. it's about to get wild out there. <laughs> you might be just like, oh, me this is aimbot. I've seen aimbot before. Let me explain why these are different. This type of hack is only possible in recent years, like with the computing power we have now. It's not detectable. It's not stoppable by any realistic means. The entire FPS genre is about to get hit really hard. A standard aimbot works by intruding upon the game file to get the player's location and snap the target. You know where they are. You can spectate someone and see 
this person's hacking, right? It's not hard to tell that that person's hacking. And aside from that, because it's using the game files themselves, you got things like Battlelie, Valorant Vanguard. Now these hacks are still plaguing games like Rainbow Six Siege, Warzone, PUBG. I mean, they're unplayable at times, but a majority of the time you'll still be able to play and have some decent fun. Oh, if you vape. No, you goddamn commercials. I'm here to... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> PUBG's never playable anymore. You, you can't... All that's left in PUBG is what is going to be the entire FPS genre. They give you a terrible experience, and overall, the player stops playing the game, moves on to something else where there's less hackers. So let me break down how this new machine learning AI hack works to help you understand... AI learning. I'm being so dramatic about this. First things first is these are not like normal hacks where you just click mouse one and it snaps to target and kills them, uh, or even just snaps to target as soon as they're in view and kills them uh, without you doing much at all. These have the deception of making you feel like you're actually good at the game, which is a whole nother video in itself of how dangerous these are. It's like an ultra aim assist and can be fine tuned to be as, as hacky as you want. It can be snapped to target and kill them in, in 50 milliseconds, or it can be just assisted enough to where you're probably going to win the gun battle unless the other person is just cracked out of their mind. So these work by actually <laughs> looking at what's happening on your screen via a capture card and then deciding where the enemies are on your screen and then inputting movement based on where the enemies are and shooting them for you. Because of the way they work with a capture card, you can run it on a totally different system. So I've got a two PC set up here. I could be playing Valorant on my gaming PC. My capture card that goes through to, to watch my stream is twitch.tv forward slash basically homeless. It uses that information go, and basically an NVIDIA homeless. capture Graphics. card to scan what's happening on the screen. It does that with Python, which I've been using a lot recently in a lot of my other videos. So you've got your capture card in Python running on another computer scanning where the enemies are. And then it uses a device called a Titan 2 to then take that information and input into the game, however it sees fit. This device, all it does is confuses the computer into thinking it's a controller. And that's not detectable because of the nature of how it runs on another system and then inputs through this. When I plug this into the computer with the settings that I want, it shows up as an HID device, which is then able to put in Dude, this is crazy. An HID device is a human interface device. And so you've got a computer using human interface device. Bruh. It's like Skynet levels of hacks for FPS games. The best way to, to put it is like, imagine I'm sitting here gaming, but then it's not me. It's literally a computer looking at my screen, holding the mouse and gaming, but at inhuman <laughs> levels of gaming. You see what I'm saying? I, I, I'm, I'm going through all these articles and it doesn't look like they understand the magnitude of these, except for one guy, freaking one guy, Steven, man. Look at this guy, Steven. They don't reside on the host machine, like we've said. It's running on a different co system completely than the game's running on, so you can't detect that. It works on any game because it detects like if there's a character any running game. around that looks like an enemy. It can learn what the enemies look like and pick them out of your screen better than you can, better than any human would be able to. You can detect if a computer has a capture card, right? But then you can't just ban everyone that has a capture card. I mean, Valorant Vanguard cannot detect this. Your favorite streamer could be using this right now and not get banned for it. And because it doesn't just snap to target, you wouldn't it even, uses you would never an know. aim assist. Uh... You can't see that from a viewer standpoint. It just looks like whoever's using it is insane at the game. So it's not impossible to detect it, right? If I was standing over your shoulder, I could view and see that you're using it, obviously. But it's not very realistic to, to you can't, you can't. Battle Eye representative, one for each household, no. That's like, that's just not, so it's possible 
not probable at all. So how do you detect this? There is research to show that a machine learning anti-cheat could detect the small minute movements that make this inhuman. A machine learning anti-cheat that's running on everyone's system. But keep in mind, that is gamers trusting in big companies like Activision and Ubisoft to develop a machine learning anti-cheat <laughs> that counters this one in a timely fashion that makes them zero money for the benefit of the player's experience. I can't even say it with a straight face. Do you want to take resources away from everything that makes you money and microtransactions and skins and stuff so that more people will have fun? That's why this is such a big deal. And I don't know what happens if every game has a huge number of players using a capture card and a device. Like what happens when everyone's hacking? It's just a big hack off. Everyone, it's just a big hack off. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do if it's a big hack off? All yeah. I'm saying is that throughout gaming history, we haven't really been able to count on the uh, the AAA gaming companies to to look out for what's best I know for the players. What it's it's going to be bad. This is going to be bad. This hack marks the beginning of machine learning versus machine learning for the experience of humans in the gaming industry. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. It's, it's crazy what this entails. For the industry all this being said in the meantime enjoy gaming with your buddies while you can i've always found this topic particularly <laughs> interesting because i don't fully understand how it's fun for the person hacking in a few places i've seen the argument that this particular hack won't be able to take off because a capture card is required along with a hundred dollar piece of hardware that acts as an input but with my experience using different inputs for games i can tell you you don't need a capture card and you don't need a titan 2 device if developed properly by someone else all you would need is a second computer with a graphics card, which a majority of people have access to. This isn't a standard video for my channel. I just felt this topic was very unique. And I hope I'm wrong, but I think we're headed for rainy days in the FPS industry. Anyway, subscribe. And right as I went to render this, I got word that Activision's legal team over the weekend destroyed with facts and logic the providers of this one-of-a-kind machine learning hack. But for five days, any old Joe could go on this Discord, donate a few bucks, and some guy named User101 would give him access to a hack that could single-handedly cripple the entire FPS genre as a whole. The fact that Activision did this confirms the insane magnitude of this technology. For now, the files and instructions of how to use this hack are on the hard drives of just a few hundred people in the whole world. So Activision held back the floodgates, but for how long? A follower of the channel was able to whip up a similar program in just a few days. How long until someone else makes an improved yeah. version of they, this they same type of hack just as you and else. i know all too well the internet always wins yeah but this time i don't think we want them to so crazy stuff this is uh i'm gonna put uh, basically homeless's uh channel i'll, I'll put that was the two in the, uh, the chat the below National so you guys can see it and uh he continues to give him a like a staunch defender of your second amendment right to like. keep and bear arms so Therefore, make sure you give it a like it is my privilege to introduce uh, to you so david king hold on one second i'm sorry go ahead the the end game of that is this everyone's gonna have the hacks and everyone's just watching the game they're not thanks Kobe. they're watching their hack play yeah. against other hackers you're just watching it for entertainment yeah so you're just watching it yes, for entertainment yes so so the patents that we we talked about last week or a couple months ago actually um activision doing a patent ea is doing a patent where they're all learning and uh making you want to pay stuff i can see why activision Put a kibosh to this super fast right because again they put a kibosh on nothing well i know they tried whatever and only a couple few hundred people have this on their systems now but regardless it all it takes is like one one person 
to go on a, a PvP and just ruin everyone's experience because you can't kill them, right? Um, so basically, like I'm playing Future Revolution right now, right? It's an autoplay for majority of the thing. Now, my character finds the other AI characters and just starts to kill them and starts to shoot them and it, and it can detect them within the space. That is the that's the early rendition of basically what he just showed us. Only now it's in the FPS where it's it's literally reading as fast as it possibly can, like your car driving on the road and detecting what cars are on the road in front of them, who hitting the brakes or whatnot. It's absolutely crazy. Okay, it's like letting baseball players go crazy on steroids. Exactly right. So this is bad news all around because not only is it bad for obviously the businesses. But it's bad for us as gamers themselves because if everyone is using a hack, like if it's a hundred bucks to do that, but you want to compete, like are you even playing anymore? It's like it's it's your it's, it's your AI we're versus their AI we're, we're, versus we're basically teaching the Terminators how to shoot and identify people, and we're yes. thinking it's a joke, and we're watching AI learn how to kill us. Yes, this is if someone took this, if someone took this technology and put it into a robot, we're done, we're all done. Right? <laughs> you know those walking all, robots? All you, would, all, you would, all you need to do is put that in a drone, and the drone's got a gun on it, and the, the drone identifies targets. Done. Yeah. It's crazy. But let's, well, let's not go that far, okay? PvP is in bad, is in bad shape. Within the, next, within the next couple of years, this is going to spread. This is going to spread like wildfire. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, when, he was, when, I re when I watched this earlier, I was like, I was like, what the? F I was like, there's no reason to play games anymore. There's auto play. We're not going to be driving our cars anymore. We're not going to be playing our video games anymore. What, Krebs? That's that's truth, man. You, <clears throat> that, you guys think you guys you guys think like Terminator is like science fiction. It is not. Yeah, no, that not now. Back in 84, we're like that's ridiculous. In 2021, we're like the military is doing this now with just remote control stuff. So yeah. how far is it from a remote control drone to the drone learning itself? Yeah. How far is that? Yeah. yeah you, you guys, I mean, Sarge is correct. It, it's just a video about video games, but that's technology. And technology is power. And that power can identify other players in a video game. Someone can write code to make it detect people or animals or whatever, right? Uh, there's a... There's a uh, a bird that's flocking the area that we need to get rid of. Well, we made this software that can detect this bird, so it only it'll only take care of this bird, right? It's 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 not very far off, not very far off. Yeah, that shit is For real sure. now, exactly, Viking. So uh, story PVE it's games just, it just, it just is, is is it then? Yes, but then you're gonna have a problem if they if they lose out in the PVP aspect, they just make games for. Then the single player games won't be single player games anymore, as as we see them. You know what I mean? They'll yeah, be, just be the hackathons. Well, not that's not what I'm talking about. They'll literally just break down the single player games and microtransaction you to death. Uh, for, for yeah, that. but you're buying microtransactions for your hot for your hackbot. You're not buying them for you. Right, right. <laughs> you're buying you're buying you're buying digital goods for your AI. Yeah, the Borgs there, or Borgs here. Is that what, is that a type of bird? Elite? I don't know. Yeah, so it's it's crazy stuff, man. It's crazy stuff. I thought I thought it was interesting. I was like I was like holy shit. I was like all right. So, uh, rest in peace, first person shooters. I'm glad I uh, I don't really play many of them. Uh, I, I mean I'm I play glad, Battlefield. I'm glad I played it in the heyday. I'm glad I played it in the heyday. It makes you wonder. It makes you wonder. There's some people that you watch on stream, and I'm not saying uh, like um, uh, what's his name, 
Shroud. I don't think Shroud's using one of these things because he you can actually see him move and stuff. But there could be a, a, a streamer right now that's just made a made a shit ton of money because they think he's good or she's good at PvP. And meanwhile, he's got one of these plugged in right now playing. Right? That's something to think about. It's like uh it's like view bots. But uh all right, next story I want to talk about. Uh Steam introducing Steam Deck, a powerful, a powerful. Uh, this is a shitty quality stuff here, but basically we'll show it on screen. Um, it's a it's a handheld device. It's a computer. It's not a handheld device. It's a full fledged computer in your hand. Uh, it looks like a Nintendo Switch, uh, but beefier. Okay, it can be hooked up to a monitor and plug in a mouse and keyboard. Uh, it's a like full fledged. Well, no, it's a full fledged computer. You can it runs uh it runs Linux on there. You can also put Windows on there. Uh, you can run uh basically any software you want. It's a it's a PC, right? So the price tag is three ninety nine. Uh, the review it has little touch pads as well underneath. It uses the same technology as the uh, the stream controller that they, or the Steam controller that they had. Uh, it looks pretty badass, and it it, it links up uh, with with your library, so you can get it remotely as well. Didn't they try this before? Um, no, they they had the uh, this the controller that you could play on your television set. They I don't think they've ever had this one. All right, so it's a it's a full it's a full fledged it's a full fledged. Um, let me see if it looks I... like a it looks like a bit a beefed up Lynx. Yeah, yeah. Remember so, Lynx? Yeah, yeah. I bought one for Go Atari, for, baby. I bought one for uh, one week and then I returned it. I had buyer's remorse when I bought it. I played a couple games on it, and I had buyer's remorse, and I returned it. Uh, yeah, all-in-one portable PC gaming. Steam Deck brings the Steam games and features you love, powerful and convenient to the factor, and take uh, wherever you go. Okay, hardware designed to put in real games in real hands. Uh, Steam Deck runs latest AAA games and runs them really well. Comfortable, full fidelity controllers, long play sessions, no compromising. Versatile, you can connect and you can connect peripherals to it and the, um, throw a picture onto a big screen and do it all on your PC things and what do you expect, okay? Your stream library is already on your deck. All you do is li uh, sign up and you can have all your games. Um, this 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 right here is actually the first competition I see for Switch, okay? This right here, if I could play my, my games on my PC on the go, that that's awesome, right? So this is this is a this is a huge thing. So it's like I said, it's three ninety nine. You can Steam without any compromises. The storage options are three ninety nine gets you sixty four gigs, five twenty nine gets you two hundred fifty six gigs, and six forty nine gets you five hundred twenty gigs. Um, that's crazy. That's that's pretty pricey. Steam Deck starts shipping December of twenty twenty one. It's a little pricey, a little pricey. Um, Three ninety nine, I I can see that, but sixty four gigs, six forty nine for five hundred twelve gigs. Um, so, well, there you go. I don't, I don't know. Six forty nine is a new gen system. Yeah, true. It's got an AMD APU CPU Zen two uh, chip in it, three point five gigahertz, up to four four hundred forty eight uh, G flops, uh, GPU eight RDA RDNA. Okay, 1.0 to 1.06 gigahertz, up to six tera 1.6 teraflops. Uh, the RAM is 16 gigs, LPDDR5 RAM. Uh, storage, 64. 
up to 512. All models include high-speed micro SD card slot, control inputs, got all the regular, you know, it's got haptic feedback. It's got track pads, two, two track pads. It's got a gyro inside of it, six-axis one. Uh, the display is 1280 by 800, 16 by 10 aspect ratio. Optical uh, bonded LCD. Obviously, if this one sells well enough, they'll probably have a second one that's like 4K uh, and whatnot down the road. But uh, yeah, it's pretty impressive. It looks pretty impressive. So there you go. It's also a touch screen. It's got a touch screen as, as well. Um, this um, this would be interesting. This will be interesting because now uh, you could probably stream on the go if you wanted to. You know, I know you could stream on the go now if you wanted to hook up somewhere like bring my system and stuff and you go on your phone. But now you can actually probably stream straight up uh, with, with this. Uh... My kids will ruin this in a week. Yeah. This is an Xbox PC switch. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm i interested. Price tag is a little, little steep. $399. I would go for the $399 for the 64 gig type stuff. Obviously, play the games, download them to your thing that you're going to play and then delete them off the hard drive and then just download the next one but uh yeah so that's pretty cool i think uh what do you think sarge would you be is this something you're interested in well this this only looks good now because we know how good the switch is and so this being in in current in, in competition with the switch it this looks like a good piece of hardware i honest to god i was thinking i was like my son's only six he's, he's turning seven right and i was like should i get him a pc right obviously for like school and stuff like that where he can stuff but they do most of the stuff that's what you keep telling yourself no no right? i'm for being school. serious no 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 i'm being i'm being dead serious uh but usually now all schools are using ipads or, or tablets and stuff now and i was like i saw this and i was like oh man this could be his first gaming pc he's 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 used to the switch right he's used to the ipad and then this could be his first pc where he can game and stuff like that I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. I think it's between this and that portable screen we saw last week with the with the Xbox Series S. There's some cool technology coming out um, from here. Yeah, you know, in, in the last couple of uh, months and years. I'm assuming it could do Windows, Sean. It could do Linux. Yeah. So no, I'm it does. It, it do... can. It, it can do. There's a there's a review that I watched earlier. Let me um let me get it for you real fast. I watched I watched a YouTube video earlier today. I'll, I'll put the link in chat. Hold on, give me one second. History. Um, IGN did a whole, a whole, a whole thing on it. Um, here it is. Wait, before you scroll away. You and touchpads, and touchpads, yep. Elweezy. Yep. Right beneath the, right beneath the thumbsticks, there's a touchpad. There's touchpads, and then there's, there's, um, um, triggers on the back as well. Right here is an IGN, uh, the, the one I just posted. That's for, from IGN. IGN did a review. Guy did a really good, really good job interview uh, and goes over the whole thing, gives you the specs and what it can do and what it can run. Uh, so check that out. <clears throat> so that's uh, that's the new Stream Deck uh, piece. Now going from that to this next. When, story, when is it? When is this supposed to come out? December. December. Oh, Christmas time. Yeah, December twenty twenty. Really? Yep. Um, I'm not sure if it's uh, Wi-Fi. Didn't didn't we just sh when I showed the thing? Let me see. Uh, Thumbstick, mic, touchscreen, mic, thumbstick, way, right speaker, left speaker, tech specs, uh, resolution, display, refresh. Yes, Wi-Fi, dual band Wi-Fi radio, 2.4 gig to 5 gigabyte, uh, 5 gigahertz, sorry, 2 by 2 M-I-M-O-I-E-E-E-802.11A, B-G-N, and A-C. So, and it has Bluetooth as well. 
All right. So the next story I want to talk about is other people getting in the market of gaming, right? So Netflix. Netflix uh, Netflix is to purportedly start offering video game hires former head of EA Mobile as VP of game development. Okay. So earlier this year, we reported how Netflix was looking to expand within the gaming industry further. Now it looks like they're looking beyond simply adapting them and streaming service on the roll. It's recent years with adapting video games in the movies and TV series. A new report suggests that the company is looking to deal with an actual gaming themselves. In a new report, Bloomberg Netflix has begun the process of growth beyond the movies and television shows and service is known for. Netflix reportedly has begun efforts towards the goal for the first major steps towards uh, the lead charge of former EA mobile head Mike Verdu. Um, it will be interesting to see what they can do with the, what the new pivot means and the brand for the larger reaction or relation of these industries outside of the gaming space. The video game industry has surpassed the value of the film market, which has led to more creative opening minds towards the narrative tales gaming has to offer. As the games industry continues to stay hyper-focused spotlight within the mainstream media, the next few years will be vital when it looks at how the next step of entertainment evolutions with the process. Um, so... Yeah, Netflix is jumping, putting their hat in the ring. They're Amazon, Netflix, uh, uh, Xbox, PlayStation, Google, all of these, all of these guys, Apple. They're all in the ring now. They've all tossed their hats in the ring to try to make the next thing Steam going for the mobile. Uh, right, Nintendo's well, got the some mobile. people. Some people are throwing hats. Other people are throwing Burger King crowns. Okay, <laughs> let's let's just slow down. Netflix is the best. Netflix is going to be able to do is like the. Just the Atari, the Atari control stick that has 27 games on it that you plug into the back of the TV. Okay, believe me, they're not they're not gonna they're not gonna risk getting a development team together to to put out a AAA title while they're collecting Netflix revenue. They'll right. wait. Right. They're gonna dabble in it while your kids are waiting for the movie to start. You want to play some shitty ass games before the movie starts? I get it, but to fear Netflix making some games? No, no. Well. Going going from that to uh, Amazon, right? Amazon has their little their little pocket of the internet here. With Amazon's uh, personal gaming policy is ridiculous. So there's a there's people been coming out about signing the the NDA or whatever the deal is with Amazon. Now there's eight rules. Okay, there's eight rules uh, in this, and there's two major ones that are terrible. Okay, rule number seven and rule number eight. Okay, the first six are are traditional terms of uh, of stuff right this was uh submitted by lbz uh okay so the the unusual but the seven number seven is where things take a turn for the bad to worse developing an indie game while working at amazon means that you will have to have to grant the company a royalty-free worldwide full paid up perpetual transferable license to any of all the intellectual property rights associated with the personal game and my personal game development okay and then number eight is anyone making a personal game at Amazon is only permitted to work on it with an Amazon employees making a fun indie game with your buddy over at Microsoft. Okay. Question mark. Nope. Okay. You can't do that. Arguably you can't, you couldn't work on any game with your spouse or at home unless they were an Amazon employee. So if you're a person that's an indie game developer, you're working for Amazon, you're doing your job at Amazon you have to sign this thing where you can't even make your own game. And if you do make a game, you have to work with someone from Amazon because basically they own your game. Okay. So people are like, uh, this is absurd. Like, this is absurd. Like, wh who was going to sign this to work for Amazon? Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. 
So and I would hope anybody anybody who's an entrepreneur who's running their own software company trying to get a, a foothold wouldn't do that either. I would rather kickstart than do that. You're out of your mind. Right. Well, the guy goes on to say that, you know, my employment con uh, contract with my employer has an in uh, innovation assignment clause. Uh, any job within the software engineering firm that has no explicit mention of video games and uh, pertains to my employer's ownership of management of any game studio, James Lee, uh, James Lee, Alou, explained in an email contra uh, conversation, I... I had gotten an excellent exposition of, uh, of the hobby game I worked on so on the side via internal process, which waives my employer's claim on the copyright of the work I do for the project, but does not waive the claim for the patents on the code I write. Okay. So, That's crazy. Yeah. So even the people that are working for the company don't even have the rights to their own code that they wrote by themselves. And This is a problem. This, this, right. this, this is a problem. Mind right. you, this is the company this that's is, bringing this the is new MMO, rules. right? totalitarian rules like this from corporations this is how they stifle independent growth and this is how you end up with indie guys struggling to find a way to get their game out and then they end up doing stuff like game pass or something else because they're just trying to get out there because the market's starting to close in and only funnel them towards things like this where god if i only had the funding i could just do this but i can't get the funding Lo and behold, Sarge and other people on the planet know that indie developers need cash and we're working hard to try to figure out how to get them money without turning into a corporate overlord. Right. Right. Oh, I, I missed this before. Anyone that's in playing the Battlefield game, uh, Battlefield 2042, anyone can call a robot dog in. I missed this before. Sorry. That's crazy, DMAC. That, that's, that's ridiculous, dude. You know that's ridiculous. <clears throat> this is like a Q&A subcontracting for Microsoft in the late 2000s. We were forced to sign contracts that we would not work with another contractor, which has evolved in computers for 10 years. Holy shit. That's, That's crazy. ridiculous. That's because they're scared that if they find something good that they can't control it. You see how that works? That's not a free market in the, in the tech sector. That's not a free market. Right? The, the, the proprietor of the actual IP is never in control of their own shit. It doesn't make sense. And everyone just cut, just keeps eating the poison apple. This is delicious. I was so hungry. Thank you for this apple. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Ten years, right? I I don't I don't got a warranty on a on an appliance for ten years. You want me to solely rely on you, a company I may not like in two years? To I can only work with you. The fuck kind of ridiculousness is this? The only thing I the only thing I have in in, in reference to that is when I worked uh, for uh, a company in the film industry that they were looking for submission ideas for show ideas. And when you submit a show, you had to sign a piece of paper. I didn't, I didn't submit anything. Um, but if you sign something, they, 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 in the contract, it says we may or may not already have this in development. <laughs> Whatever, bro. Right. Uh, bro, you want my idea, Twitch, but we might already had it. Right. Twitch right. has the exact same, actually the exact same thing. They actually stole other people's ideas. Of course, but they came up with them though, right? Of course uh, they did. Twitch Twitch has done this. Other studios have done this. So they say they may or may not already have this in development. So you pitch a show idea. They're like, oh, that's a really good idea. Oh, sorry, you don't get any credit because they don't want to give you a producer credit. They don't want to give you any kind of credit. Not even a 10% finder's fee. Nothing. Not even a 10% finder's nothing. fee? Nothing. nothing. That's horrible. Yeah. They, they want to steal it straight up and then it goes on to make millions and billions of dollars for them. And they're like, oh, it's my idea. And they, and they take it and run. Yeah, it was terrible. Terrible. Um, Xbox Live Gold. 
will be dropped for good once Game Pass is more popular, claims a source. Uh, last year, Games Beat Jeff Grubb claimed that Microsoft would discontinue Xbox Live Gold, meaning Xbox owners would no longer need to pay a subscription fee to access online multiplayer. While this did become a case for free-to-play games such as Fortnite and Rocket League earlier this year, there's still a number of games that require Xbox Live Gold subscription. Now, recently, Grubb said he doubled down on his previous statement and saying that the Microsoft fully intends to get rid of the Xbox Live Gold completely. It's just waiting for more people to subscribe to Game Pass. Now, I think, before I even keep on reading, a lot of people are buying it for the dollar, you know, three months, whatever, and they're waiting for that term to end, right? Because let's say they do have 28 million people right now. But let's say 8 million or 10 million of those all bought it for $1. They want to make sure that they're above 28 or 23 million people before they decide, okay, let's let's take take away gold, right? Because right now there's a lot of people, a lot of people uh, that are, that are uh, you know, $1 activation. I, I heard this the other day. I did not know this. There's 103 million subscribers to Disney Plus, okay? And the biggest section that's subscribed to them in the world is India. Okay. Now India had a deal where they paid for the subscription for 45 cents. Okay. US dollars, 45 cents. Okay. 30, or I think it was 30 or 40% of the 103 million subscribers that are on Disney plus 35 to 40% are just alone in India at 45 cents. So Disney's hurting for money, right? And this just reminded me because of, of, of this. Um, so there could be something along the lines of that where, again, Xbox for free or if it's for a dollar or, or for whatever. So Xbox, even though Game Pass is a great deal, okay, is a great deal, they're giving it away. They're trying to give it away. Just like Disney Plus is trying to give away Disney Plus right now. If you sign up for Game Pass, they're giving you Disney Plus. They're just trying to boost that number up, right? They're just right. trying to boost that number up. They want up. to see the they, they want their number up so they can say how many people are subscribed. They use it as a promotional point. They use it as a promotional aspect. No, no, no. Right, Mo. But what I'm saying is the reason they're not getting rid of game or gold just yet is because that dollar people that they bring in for the one month or three months, whatever the hell it is, they want them to opt in after that they want them to come in for it but a lot of those people are like peace out once my dollar is done right they're like see you later until something else comes out that's why they're moving to the to the their first party titles is like halo free to play and stuff like that for uh for online so we'll, we'll see what happens there but I, th I thought that was funny that disney plus had 103 and mind you black widow uh made 60 million dollars opening weekend which is only 2 million subscribers paid money out of 103 million, 103 million subscribers, 2 million bought it for $30. Um, so the subscription services are a little little finicky right now. A lot of people are betting a lot of money on, on certain things, but they need to keep the people happy. They need to keep them uh, engaged, engaged, as we engaged. said in the, in, in the beginning. Um, you know who's keeping people engaged? Rockstar. Rockstar. Jared. Rockstar is keeping people engaged. Grand Theft Auto Online Los Santos Tuners update, adding new social space and activities. This fucking game, man. This just keep they just keep coming out month after month after month. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Online has received numerous updates since the since the release in October of 2013. Previous updates have added new activities, locations, weapons, missions, and races of Grand Theft Auto Online. The continuous support of the developers is largely what have allowed Grand Theft Auto Online to maintain popularity over the years. And its newest update will please 
any fan of the game with many cars and races. The biggest addition to Los Santos Tuners update is Los Santos Car Meet. The new social space allows players to meet up in the underground warehouse while showing off their best customized vehicles and participating in races and events to build a reputation. Higher reputation opens access to executive customization options as well as new vehicles, special events, and even the ability for players to hold their own private car meets with their friends. Of course, the update will also bring a variety of new cars that may change up the list of Grand Theft Auto Online uh, best vehicles. Uh, with the update, it also brings a number of new street races to Grand Theft Auto Online, including some entirely new race mo modes. Head-to-head -head uh, sees two players facing off in a short race, while scrambling, while scrambling sees up to four players uh, are competing in the first uh, of collecting 20 checkpoints with no set path. Time trials will also be available for the new set track in the car meet and lets players try to beat their best personal best times in tuned vehicles. The update comes after Grand Theft Auto added a new content just a week ago. A week ago, there's people that are... Here we are playing Marvel Avengers. Ten months later, we're waiting for one fucking thing. And everyone thinks it's going to be life-changing. And meanwhile, Grand Theft Auto Weekly is coming out with content and just dropping it on you going, yeah, it's free. Just, here you go. Here you go. Oh, did you miss not, the last it's update? Not, it's, not, it's not free. It's free. But I get what you're saying. It's, it's free. It's not free. It's not free, but I get what you're saying. What do you saying. mean it's not free? It's free update. I understand that, bro, but nothing is free. The microtransactions pay for it. It's not free. Sarge, Sarge you can literally go into Grand Theft Auto right now, and you can have I'm aware how a, it works. A, a nightclub. You can have a nightclub, and there's all these nightclub missions. You can have your own, uh, uh, I forget what other business. It's all free. It's all free stuff that you get, okay, by grinding the game. It's just like an MMO. You're grind to get the, the certain things, right? I got Th it. This game, Grand Theft Auto 6 is never coming out. Is never coming out. But, but this is my point. There's no. They don't need to make it. That th this is what I'm trying to. I've said that we've said this hundreds of times on this show. The stable. The what is happening in gaming right now is if you can find how to keep your players engaged and get them to pay for microtransactions, you do not have to release a follow-up game. You are getting paid without releasing. It doesn't matter. You're not going to see again. GTA 5 would have to crash and burn. Like, the servers would have to implode and the game get erased for them to stop making money on it. Otherwise, it's going to be there for fucking ever. Yeah. Um, I think that's uh, basically all the story, major stories. Uh, FIFA. Here we go. Hold on. I got one more for FIFA. Oh, the EA thing? I don't know if I want to end on this. I'm going to start ranting it at two minutes before we stop. It's Fuck EA. That's all you need to know. All right. Well, Fuck right. EA. It says FIFA. Re yeah, read it. Read right. it. I'll stay quiet. Read Maybe it. this is the same. I don't know if this is the same one. So FIFA and Madden next gen upgrades exclusive to higher price special editions. The FIFA upgrade is limited solely to ninety nine ninety nine digital only un ultimate edition. Okay. So Dual Entertainment uh, is the publisher incentive that allows customers who purchase PlayStation Four and Xbox One versions of the games to access repetitive next gen upgrades. At no additional cost. It was introduced last year in titles such as FIFA 21 and Madden 21 and returns for 22 counterparts. But official FAA, FAQ questions shows the offer is limited to specific editions. The most notable change has been made by FIFA, where only players who buy the digital only Ultimate Edition will receive both versions of the game according to the game's website. 
Last year, Dual Entertainment was included with all physical and digital copies on both Standard and Ultimate Editions, and the Ultimate Edition cost $9.99 and uh, $89.99 on consoles and $79.99 and £699 on PC. Anyone who purchases the Standard Edition either physically or digitally who previous on previous consoles will need to buy a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series XS version at full price. Uh, oddly, anyone who buys the physical copies of Madden NFL 22 will be eligible for dual entertainment this year, but only if they purchase the MVP edition, also a hundred dollar value. So there you go. As Sarge says, fuck EA. It's going to be the same. It's going to be the same damn game anyway. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 was the best selling PlayStation store game in June. All I have to say is. I have nothing to say. Just shaking my head at you guys. Maybe not you individually is in my chat. Just gamers in general. Just What for the which for which game? For Cyberpunk 2077. Not only was it It's a joke. Not only did it sell 13 million copies when it was broke when it came out, but now it's the number one selling game in June, six months later. Okay, but once again, let me let me help you out. When a game company says number one selling game. They never specify what the context of that means. It could be the number one selling game of Italy, the number one selling game of like Tasmania. Uh, they PlayStation can make store. Up, it was that, a PlayStation that, store. That, that part they leave out. They could be the, the highest selling game it of whatever. It says the best selling game in both North America and Europe ahead of Grand Theft Auto 5, FIFA 21, NBA 20K, and Minecraft. I got news for you. Not a lot of games came out, bro. Not a lot of games came out these past two months. So I, I don't have anything to say about it, but that means if you sold 50 copies of Grand Theft Auto and you sold 51 copies of fucking CD Projekt Red's Toilet Trash, then yeah, you're number one. Congratulations. Yeah. That's 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 what we're going to get in the future, right? PvP is going to be hacked uh, by by bots and, uh, and story mode games are going to be broke when they come at launch. Right? There's, there's no hope. There's no hope. To, to to say, look, at least the people that bought it now are smarter than the people that bought it when it came out. Right. We're, I guess we're learning a little bit. Right? But Six there, months but later. Thir- but, there's, but there's 13 million people out there that I know I can cold call right now and I can make a bunch of money on. <laughs> that's what, that's what yeah. I've learned from CD Projekt Red. Yeah. I know right now there's 13 million people out there that I can cold call right now and I can make some money. Is it still I broken? Think I, I think I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to just ask CD Projekt Red to send me the list. I'll pay for it, of course. Send me the list of people who bought it digitally, and I'll begin to cold call them. <laughs> I'll be able to retire in about six months. Uh, yeah, and that's that's it. That's the that's the stories that we have uh, for for this week. So we we got we we missed we missed two stories. We missed two three three stories. We missed the uh, God of War. A trailer leak this month. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima to, uh, Tokyo is delayed until next year. Uh, and then Phil Spencer uh, compliments the DualSense suggests that Xbox could update their controllers as well. So, uh, well, no, we try to keep these, Brandon. We, we we try to keep these at two two hours. I don't I don't like to go over uh, over that. Uh, so I do appreciate everyone coming out and hanging out with us on Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. Uh, episode two seventy one is in the can. I do appreciate everyone coming out. If you're here for one second, one minute, or one hour, I do appreciate you coming out. Make sure you hit that like button uh, or the dislike button. Hit a button. Engage. 
engage with the content. Yep. Uh, we do appreciate yep. you. Uh, make sure you follow Sarge at Sarge McCluskey. Don't forget to give Sarge a big happy birthday wishes. It's his birthday. He's uh, 30 and still gaming as well. Um, and then make sure you follow me at 30 and still gaming on our Twitter account uh, over on our Twitch channel as well. Uh, we do have a schedule where on Mondays we do movie reviews when we do a movie. I don't think I'm going to be reviewing uh, a Space Jam. I I, I don't think I'm going to review it. it. It looks it looks like utter, utter shit, utter shit. Um, so I don't think I'm going to review that. Um Tuesdays, we, we're doing the Endgame podcast. The Endgame podcast is basically, uh, I'm going to go over all Marvel news, like any move, any any news. So basically, instead of submitting stories here in the submitted stories for GXG, for uh, if you have any Marvel stories, okay, you can post them in the Marvel news section that's on Discord. Uh, so you can check it out there. Um, and doesn't mean I'm going to go over everything, obviously, but uh, we'll have discussions about Marvel stuff on Tuesday nights, 8 p.m., uh, the Endgame podcast. Wednesday nights, we have our Disney Plus show, uh, which is on hiatus for a bit until the next uh, show comes out, which is What If, which I believe is August uh, 11th or August 13th. So we're about four weeks off from that. Uh, so I will be just playing regular streams, but then 8, eight o'clock. And then Thursdays, uh, we have GXG. So I appreciate everyone coming out, hanging out with us, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Uh, I'm going to stream it right after this. We're playing some ESO. So we'll see you in just a couple minutes. Thanks for watching. <laughs> They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and write about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.